0: Yeah I mean you know how I am Corey like people don't know what to expect of me half the time anymore so um, when somebody presented me something I decided hey like let's go for it and um, I also wanted to add to my record of motorcycles you know I think I do have the record and I'm adding to the record of motorcycles put in main events so why not add a roll infield I thought that was kind of cool.
1: episode 75 tank slapping podcast got a good show in the works this week there's been a lot of shit talk in the last couple days got the got my guy on the other side of the microphone frankie garcia what's up oh not
2: much man uh getting off of super hooligans race weekend last round of the series things got hectic this weekend so i'm actually just now getting home for the first time since the weekend ended so <laughs> um i'm excited to be here I, I need the rest so bad uh but Bro, uh yeah i saw you wore moto gear happened.
1: on the pavement and went down <laughs> why didn't you wear it why why didn't you tiny short track, dude. dude i
2: lit kit dude lit <laughs> i go you know i always gotta look good and then and then we'll we'll go race after that's done done got the lit kit award done and dusted then we went racing so, but, uh, oh man, what a weekend. I went, I went, uh, I got my, my parents came to town and Friday night I went bull riding down the road and I rode some, rode some bulls, uh, got broke off on that. Like Friday night, 11 o'clock before a super hooligan race. Um, and then we went to the races and laid it down in the asphalt the next day, right in the same spot. I laid it down on the bull. So, uh, yeah, big weekend, but God, so much fun. I can't, I can't get enough. But yeah, yeah things went really well. Or I think I'll wait till Robbie Bobby's on the line before I get into full detail because I know he wants to run his mouth a little bit. But
1: um, and <laughs> well, I know he's got to run his mouth about you a little bit too. He's had some fair bullshit. He said so. I don't know what he's doing. If he's gonna call us or what. I prefer if he didn't call because. Just listening to listening to that guy right now um, could possibly kill the vibe. But I guess it would be good it'd be good to get some third party insight from the weekend. Cause I was in Virginia racing this weekend and we've been giving Robbie Bobby a hard time about his super hooligans career. And I should have known that being, is so well. being who he is, that he's gonna strike back and get us both and sure enough, he did, man. Um, ro- the Robbie Bobby strike back was pretty good. It was a good little Instagram uh, hammer sesh, man. So I'd like to get him on to straighten this whole RVA flat track thing out because, um, as you know, I was riding his 450. Stuff, but...
2: so... Yep. I heard uh, there wasn't uh, – did you, did you really not make the main?
1: <laughs> See, the thing is –
2: no comment.
1: You have to ride the heat race to make the main, and I didn't even make the attempt. So yeah, I mean, technically, technically, uh, actually, I saw the results, and I was in the main event results, but it said DN DNS. So uh, I, I guess I got points, right? If I'm in the main, you get points, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't run. Start. I didn't. I didn't run my heat race, so. That, that's up for was that one of Robbie Bobby's
3: races?
1: No, it wasn't. He was that scored his race? it. No, he scored it. Mike Hacker and oh, John okay. Nick, John Nickens put it on. Two that's former true. two former national numbers from Virginia put the race on. It it was a really good event, man. I uh, they had one in April. I went down in April. I rode the twin, and um and I won on the twin. And then this time. Uh, the 450 classes pay, pay a lot of money as well. And, um, like I ride a 450, maybe once or twice a year, but I was like, man, if I'm going down, like, I'm going to try and make as much money as I can. So I went down and, uh, and just like the two 450 classes riding the twin, it was Cruz's first race. Robbie Bobby gives me his twin, uh, single to ride, which is like, all right, cool, man. Like, thank you. I'll, I'll ride it. Um, but then he doesn't work on it. Like he just drops it off in my pit. So I'm like, all right, uh, I barely have tools. Oh, so um, it just got to be, it got to be like, it just made it not fun riding all those classes. And
2: my twin, overwhelming.
1: my twin kept breaking. I don't want to make excuses. My arm hurt. My shoes were slippery and shit. I couldn't see straight. Uh, you know, it was one of them excuse nights, man. And I just, I parked the single and uh, just rode the, rode the big bitch, but uh, it was good. It was fun. We, one on the twin, but um, but of course, Robbie Bobby's gonna. It's his, it's his, it's his world. We're just living in it, so whatever. <laughs> Can't win them all. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, he does. You did mention he calls his 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 races that he puts on a world championship.
1: <laughs> He's um, not wrong, and to be honest, like yeah, even if I rode it, the 450, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have won. Like I didn't have. I think I was like I rode practice. I was maybe like. Eh, there was a couple of sessions where I was like third quickest, like third through sixth, um, but I was riding hard on a 450, and I just couldn't go any faster. Like uh, my 450, to be fair, it's a 2010, so it's 12 years old, and it's been like a good a good wow. bike for me for like a really long time. But I, I think it's finally reached maybe its expiration point, point. <laughs> and uh, I just got. I was getting my ass kicked dude I I couldn't get not not getting my ass kicked but I wasn't in contention to win and I think they only paid the top three riders so for me it was like "Eh, yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride the twin and help cruise out and I helped hacker a little bit run the race try and um I help him a little bit with a promotion and marketing side of of the event. But uh no, it was good. I mean Robbie Bobby talking a talking big game, but he didn't I don't even think he fucking rode more than four laps all weekend. So um
2: And you were riding that KTM.
1: Yeah, it was cool. I mean it was it's a circle F frame, which I don't know much about, but it's like a Rotex frame that they put a that he put a KTM motor in it. Um so it it was like a stock KTM motor. It was cool. It was fun to ride, but there's a lot of things. I mean, obviously the setup for me is a lot different than, uh, what they had on it, but I just, uh, I just didn't feel like working on anything, bro. <laughs> like it's like the off season. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of drink beer and hang out. And, um, but no, it, was, you, it was good, bro. Like, and then, uh, um, it's not that far away. So I got home in a decent time. I made a few bucks to, on the twin. And uh my little guy had his first race and he rode awesome. I was how Cruz do he did great. There was it was only him and one other kid, and then the the kid he didn't show up for the main event. It was just so then it was just Cruz riding by himself, but he uh so he won. That was a cruise he one. He won. He won uh, his first race, technically. He his first race. But he looked really good. Like I was I don't know what else like he could have did different. I mean, he uh pretty much had the thing had the thing twisted, so it was it was cool to Let see. It was this. surreal. It, did you have both
2: bikes there, like A bike and the B bike? How'd that work? Just took the flat tracker or did you ride knobbies? I'm just trying to paint a picture.
1: Uh, I would have brought the knobby bike, but I didn't have enough room in my van. I was going to toss it in there as a backup bike, uh, A and B action. Yeah. But nah, we just, went with the, uh, we just went with the A bike this week. Uh, I did think about it. And I'm glad I probably didn't go full factory PW for his first race, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) especially since he was the only one in his class. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was cool, man. Like he came off, I was like, holy shit. My kid just had his first race. Like, it was just really cool. Crazy. I sat back and I was like, man, like, this is awesome. Like my dad would be so stoked right now. Uh, pretty surreal, huh? It was surreal. It was like, golly, man! Even then, I'm kind of glad he rode by himself because the whole lining up thing and pulling off when the checkered flag—you like—he just turned four, so it was a lot to take in. But I mean, he crushed it, and he, he had he had a smile on his face every time he came off. So it was it was pretty cool.
2: Perfect. That's awesome, man. I'll get there one day. Yeah, one dude.
1: Day. Kids are great. I mean, most of the time, kids are awesome. So um, yeah we have to pop a few out here soon but uh our guest dude let's let's get get, let's get into that we mentioned it last week yeah, but man. we got JL10 Johnny Lewis coming on the show it should be should be a hell of a show man i go way back with this guy so it, we got a lot a lot of shit to talk about it should be good
2: yeah a lot of shit talk to talk about you know that's going to happen
1: yeah for sure i got sure. a few bangers
2: i got a few bangers for him <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah it's gonna I mean, get
2: pretty interesting johnny johnny go cool, back man. with him too like a,
1: right
2: yeah i mean we weren't that tight when we were younger like i didn't meet him until i started riding supermoto and he's a little bit older than me so when i was riding supermoto like he was riding you know i, I started riding in the honda red riders junior supermoto thing and he was already riding big bikes in like the ama supermoto stuff and I remember he was racing the, uh, you know, the unlimited class back in the day that the 250, 450 and unlimited, which was like 500, you know, the 510 or whatever, uh, KTMs and big huskies and stuff. But he rode that class and he was right. He rode the 250 class and eventually he was in the 450 class. But, um, yeah, I, I like my earliest memories of Johnny Lewis were, were at the Supermoto races. So, um, obviously those days are done and dusted, but, um you know johnny's like a multi talented motorcycle racer, and I think he's ridden pretty much every every twin flat tracker that ever exists, so he uh he knows some stuff
1: yeah former horizon award winner um when he was an amateur flat track racer, he was unreal to be honest, he was one of the quickest amateur flat track racers i've ever seen, and the talent's still there man he's super talented like He's on the throttle. He, he rides aggressive. He's got, you know, he's road race. He's super moto. He's done flat track. He's a good moto rider. Um, he's done a lot of shit, man. And we've hung out a lot over the years. Like we, we pretty much hung out. We used to hang out almost every day. I feel like so. Um, so yeah, we go way back. It'll be good to get him on, talk about the whole Royal infield deal, his season. He's got some projects coming up that we can chat about his moto anatomy riding school um, the dude stays busy. He stays after it. Obviously, I got a lot of respect for that because there's not many guys in the uh-huh. sport who do other shit than just race. And Johnny's one of the few, the, the very few that actually do a bunch of shit, gives back to the sport, helps out other people. Um, so it's, yeah, it'll be cool to cool to get him on and get, get some of his thoughts from like the promotion, marketing, growing the sport type thing too, that uh, we can get out of him that we... We don't get from a lot of the other riders. So it, it should be good. Yeah, we're gonna learn a thing or two. Educate ourselves. It's always good to learn. I want to uh, make sure we shout out our sponsors as well that make this show happen week in and week out. We couldn't do it without their support. Bell Power Sports, as always, they've been with us since day one, essentially. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. We wear the Race Star Flex. We also wear the Moto 10. A lot of great helmets coming from Bell every single year. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slabbing, you want to be protected by Bell. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. They've also won two American Flat Track Championships this year. They've won the Motocross Championship. They won, uh, some, I think, some Lights titles. Fabio just won the MotoGP championship. Uh, I, I know I'm missing some more, man. What else did Yamaha win this year? They won a lot of shit. So, um,
2: yeah, that Corey Texter guy won that race um, in Sacramento and took home a number one plate.
1: Cruz Texter just won the, the PW race at RVA Flat Track on a Yamaha. Huge deal. A huge, huge uh, operation Yamaha deal going on Blue Crew. So we appreciate them. Sponsoring our podcast, Indian Motorcycle. They've won a handful of shit this year as well. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Check out a local dealership near you and grab a motorcycle. Grab an FTR, the Indian Challenger, the Scout. A lot of great motorcycles. Uh, I went for a jog yesterday, and at the at the gym, the only vehicle there was an Indian Challenger, and it was pretty cool. So, um, Challenger in the wild—that's what we like to call it. Challenger <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, I was like, damn, look at that thing. I, I, I need to ride one. So um, shout out to Indian, uh, won the championship this year with Jared Meese and doing a lot of great things in the Bagger Cup, Frankie Garcia, Tyler O'Hara, uh, just super involved in the sport and the industry. We appreciate Indian Motorcycle and Roof Systems Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield, Commercial Industrial Roofing Company. With nearly four years of experience, commercialroofsystems.net. Jerry literally keeps the sport of American Flat Track going. Also helps out a handful of amateur racers. Supports my winter throwdown. Just does a lot for motorcycle racing. And we appreciate his support of the podcast. And Brandywine Harley-Davidson, Hannum's Harley-Davidson, Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania. 65 years in business. Shout out to Tommy Hannum and his crew. If you need any parts, Motor clothes, accessories, newer used bikes, Harley Davidson. Check out Brandywine Harley Davidson or Hannum's Harley Davidson. Um, they both do a lot for the sport and they ride themselves and just stoked to have them involved as well. Um, yeah, man, not much else going on, I guess. Um anything else your way before we call our guest? Uh, any any drama at the at the Moto Beach? Anything good? Any fights? I mean, what I mean, a, a concrete short track no, on, on Hooligan was- bikes?
2: Yeah, it was a con- concrete, concrete, or not concrete, asphalt short track. Oh, uh, asphalt. On Julian Bikes. Thing. It was pretty cool, man. Oh, concrete like... Asphalt
1: like, short track, or concrete tiny, pavement. Asphalt's like parking lot. Hey, Frankie, listen to this. Parking Hold lot, on. abrasive. Con- Hold on, you ready? Yeah. A little pumpkin beer action, festive.
2: Oh, wow. Festive. <laughs> <A> little October. <laughs> Uh, any nice. drama, though,
1: or no? Not really. I love
2: it. Um, no, I mean, I think the gnarliest thing that happened, like, there was some drama, like minor drama, like in practice. Oh, man, I forget her name. Um, she's one of the Royal Enfield chicks. Johnny will know. We'll talk to him about it. Um, he'll he'll know her name. But some they had like a kind of an open style practice. It was like hooligans, super hooligans, and then they had like Royal Enfield open big bike practice. And there were quite a few of the girls there and some dude was riding. I don't even know what it was. It, it was like an ATK or like some like vintage weird thing. And, and I, I was just watching cause it, it rained in the morning. So I was trying to see how the, how the grip level was before I went out. And and so I'm watching this practice and this dude comes out of turn four and, and the bike just locks up and he goes just, you know, skidding across the front straightaway. And when he came to, uh, a stop, he had like kind of turned sideways. So he's sitting, you know, completely sideways down the front straightaway. And this Royal Enfield chick, um, God, I can't, it's bugging me. I don't know her name. Um, cause I creeped on her Instagram a couple times, but, uh, she comes out of the corner and like must've not, I mean, it's hectic out there. There's like the tiny little track with big bikes and she must've not been looking ahead and she just comes out of the corner and just
1: T bones this dude.
2: Like it sounded like, a, like a like a train hitting a semi truck. Was it? It was then? so gnarly.
1: Sammy Halbert at
2: Charlotte. I mean, in a, it was a different kind of like. <laughs> Sammy went to he went to he got a SpaceX deal and went to the moon. Um, she just, I mean, she just came out of the corner and just went metal to metal to a complete stop. Uh. But what was gnarly was, she like dislocated slash broke her wrist, and the thing was a full S. Like, it, yeah. her arm looked like a snake, Where it shouldn't have. It was pretty I, aggressive, dude. The pictures are on, they're online. It's insane. I'm good. But that I, happened. I, I, yeah. That happened, and then um, I had to get, I had to beat Ajax Patrick, you know, to, to get third in the series, and uh, and I ended up laying it down in, in the heat race off the start, and, and uh, I had to ride the B main and win the B main just to make the A main, which... They put me on the back row, and I just there was seven or eight restarts. In the so, how does it work, man? You got a A you got
1: a B main, and then if you get top two or win the B main, then you go to the A main. So, the main is like essentially like a semi or what?
2: LCQ, it's like an LCQ,
1: but they call it the B main. Yeah,
2: yeah, we call it the hooligan, it's a super hooligan B main, and Um, and you got to go, you know, they used to have those back in the day, like when my dad raced like Gene Romero's races back in the day. They had a B main and the winner of the B main went to the A main. And that was your, that was your last chance in it.
3: Yeah. So,
2: um, so I, I go out there and I'm all nervous cause it's a small little short track. So guys that usually aren't that fast, like can go fast enough. And then you can't get around them and you know, it's tough. So if you don't get a good start, it's scary. And I was like, man, I've already laid it down. Like I just made so much more work for myself. But I, ended up, I went out there and I did it. I put it together, won the B main and went to the A main. But I'm starting in the back. And A.J., the guy who has got to beat his third spot on the front row. And and uh, they red flagged the first start because it was a first-turn crash. And the second second start in the main. Um, and meanwhile, it's it's on pole Scooter Vernon, who's who's leading the points. Second was Andy, who was second in points. And then third was A.J., Kirkpatrick who was fourth in points and then meanwhile me who's in third I'm on the I'm on a third row so second start I was like third row inside I get in there and like smash a couple of dudes there's like some drama on the outside and I come out of turn one in like fourth or fifth and I'm like okay like here we go well Andy Debrino went down so he they red flag it he's got to start behind me at this point in the penalty box because he start caused a red flag
1: so what did you end
2: up uh after about eight restarts i was over it and uh and it was just dude i was behind sketchy dudes and i was just it was gnarly dude and, and i ended up 12th i just it just got to a point where i was just like this is insane like somebody's gonna well curse. you won
1: the b main so i mean I, hey, a win's a win dude I'll take <laughs> a it. win's a win right i mean a a win. robbie was talking shit that we didn't do good this weekend we both won something like i mean you I won on a
2: twin yeah. i won on a twin <laughs>
1: It's it's that a I'm win good win, baby. Be. It's a win win. <laughs> it's a
2: win <win-win>. win. So anyways, <laughs> Scooter Vernon ended up winning the thing. He won the championship. Um and then uh Andy ended up second and then in the championship. AJ ended up third. And then Scott Baker snuck past me in the points and he got fifth and I or fourth and I got fifth.
1: But uh huh.
2: I'll tell you one thing, I had the most fun. Yeah.
1: So well then, little, then you, you won another you won something else. Most fun I won something else. Love it.
2: Yeah. I was I was the first one at the bar afterwards. He <laughs> won another. Won that. Oh, dude, I'm just racking him in. Yeah. Well but, our uh, first no, guy go, no, well,
1: right, we got Johnny on the line. Let's uh let's bring him on and talk to him. <sighs> a lot to talk about, but uh I don't know, we'll get into it. JL Ten, what's up, man? How are you?
0: I mean, we could start by talking about, you know, the vest that, you know, that he rocks, you know, that hooligan. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty sporty out there in that hooligan race. Wear a cut. Frankie wearing his vest, you know, he looks pretty fresh. I mean, he won that, too, so he won, you know, best dressed. So, Thank Team Frankie. will take it.
1: I don't know what the vest deal is, man. That's like a California thing. All you guys in your bull riding vests—like you don't really see that outside. No,
0: I I had like a biker no, vest this, on, like a. full cut. Is like a a cut. Bike. Yeah, oh, it's, it's holy good.
1: Holy shit! Okay. I'm just,
0: I'm just out living this California life with these guys, you know. For for the next, uh, I don't know. I've been, I think I'm gonna be out here like 12 days, and kind of just taking in this California SoCal life and not enjoying the traffic and trying to have some meetings and. I'm doing some stuff with Rolling Field right now. Wait, where are
2: you? Are you near me right now?
0: I am in Ocean Side.
2: Oh, you're like 30 minutes away from me. I had no idea. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I was in Vegas last night, and then yeah, Newport, and obviously Huntington Beach for the Rolling Sands, you know, Moto Beach Classic, and yeah, we're we're at Moto Dofo Thursday for a Rolling Field event, so it's just uh. You know all kinds of SoCal travel life. You know it's nice. I enjoy it, but then I'm excited to leave already.
2: That's crazy, man. I barely even saw you this weekend. I like I saw you there. I was like, hey,
0: what's up? And then I that's all. That was it. Yeah, I you know I witnessed you know your little your little uh, low side. You know I was like, hope you didn't have a you know a little rash in your butt because you're wearing moto gear on pavement. But um, I saw that, and then uh, I got. I got the short end of the stick, and I was the one that had to, to uh, monitor the the vendor, you know, the semi, and watch everything underneath there most of the time because there was all the girls that were racing. So that was my uh, that was my job duty. Wasn't that a racer this weekend.
2: Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Hey, we were talking about it before you came on. Who's the girl? I don't even, I don't know if you saw it. The the Royal Enfield girl. I forget her name. That crashed in practice
0: and just destroyed her wrist. uh, Jillian. Yeah, she. uh, She's the one that, like, you know, pretty much kind of won, like, you know, if there was a point system, you know, she, I think she would have won, like, the points that she would, with, like, all the girls. So, she's, she's wicked fast and just – I saw a video. It looked like some dude was just stopped on the front straightaway and she oh. just plastered them and, and uh, destroyed her wrist. It was like mine. I did that when I was, like, 16 down in Daytona and I shot the, I shot the wrist out of the skin and it was, like, all backed up like that. It was, it was not, not a pleasant one to, to see. Yeah,
1: I did uh, I did a similar deal at Trailway when I broke my wrist in 2010. He said it looked like an S, and I was like, "Man, I'm having i I'm having PTSD right now, like from when I, when I broke mine." But yeah, well, he was trying he's trying to think of who it was. But um, yeah, well, let's yeah. let's talk about oh, man. It's like I said, there's a lot to talk about. I want to talk about your season a little bit. I want to talk about the Royal Infield um, since we're on that topic right now. Um, you came into it last year, and obviously big task, big order coming in with a bike, um, an unproven motorcycle and you had some decent results, but it was obvious the bike was quite a bit underpowered. And then you come into it this year and you guys made a lot of strides with the motorcycle. I think somewhere I heard you or somebody say the bike makes close to like 90 horsepower now, which is, it's kind of incredible actually for, uh, for that that big that big thing so um talk about the progress with that bike and what even like prompted you to do that project because um, it, it's kind of it's just like it was, i don't know it's crazy like it's just cool it's a cool project that many people probably didn't expect
0: yeah i mean you know how i am Corey. like people don't know what to expect with me half the time anymore so um <laughs> when somebody presented me something i decided hey like let's go for it and um I also wanted to add to my record of motorcycles, you know, I think I do have the record and I'm adding to the record of motorcycles put in main events. So why not add a Royal infield? I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but also is when they came to me, they, they approached me with multiple things and it was, it was the school side of things. Uh, hey, I mean, you we know, see so you do a school we want to do, we have this idea of doing the slide school, which, you know, which I'm doing now for them. And uh, we're utilizing the FT4, you know, 411s, which are the Himalayans. they are only you know, 400cc bikes, but they're heavy. They're like little mini hooligan bikes, but you know, um, they came to me with that project, and then they're like, hey, we want you to travel internationally and do some stuff with this, and then there's like this girl project where you're going to be training some girls, um, you know, and, and helping them build bikes, and then they're like, hey, we got this race bike that we built, and they showed me a picture of it, and I'm like, yeah, it's cool, you know, like for like display, and like that first conversation, I picked out like about 25 things that like immediately saw wrong and they're like oh um yeah do you, do you want to fly over to england and look at this thing and, and ride it around and and uh you know everybody had really great things to say about me on the test testing side of things and riding different bikes and they they reached out to me and they, they you know they gave me an offer to to do this you know and obviously you know um, it was it was pretty neat be able to uh you know put it all together and have that opportunity um you know to to work on not just a race project but like kind of everything that i've built up over the last couple years and um i didn't realize how far behind we were with the motor (laughs) or how far they were going to be behind um realistically that motorcycle had uh the first time i rode it like literally last year um it was like 72 horsepower. Um, so we're, we're pretty far down. Um, and then all the, you know, all the changes and stuff, but I don't know, I was kind of up for that journey and, you know, it's uh, part of my career, like kind of utilizing all the stuff, you know, all the times of us being kids and riding random stuff and, you know, trying different motorcycles and, you know, uh, you know, just trying to take that experience and, and, and run with it. And, it ended up being a really neat opportunity for me. And it's, it's still, you know, to this day, it's like every, every week, it's something new and yeah, we got the motorcycle going faster. And, uh, you know, the changes have been pretty impressive. I even myself am am impressed with, uh, you know, what we've been able to do with the motorcycle and even from March to now, you know, what we've been able to do, um, the first race in Fallujah, we were still only about 80, 81 horsepower. So, you know, that other nine horsepower through a middle of the season, um, you know, and that's, you know, rough idea on horsepower. I mean, that's what we think we're at. Um, uh, every diner is different, but that, it, it put us in the ballpark and now it's, now it's making it a fun project where it was before it was a little bit of a, you know, there was days that were fun. There was days that were absolutely not fun when you drive to Texas and you get two laps and, um, the motors, you know, blew up, you know, like last year, you know, it was, it was, there was a lot of that. And, you know, I just had to kind of keep myself calm and not freak out in those situations, but I learned a lot. So yeah, it was, it's been an awesome, awesome journey already.
2: Johnny, you, uh, you and I talked a little bit in Charlotte uh, about the bike and the progress that's, that's been made on it. It's, it's come a long way in a pretty short amount of time, um, obviously with the engine and, i i I think you were telling me something about the frame you guys made like a big change of the frame and and to get you know get the chassis to to flex in the right spots and things like that uh yeah you talk about that
0: we were yeah we were literally at uh uh port royal yeah port royal remember how it was so slick and um i'm i'm like struggling to be top 10 in the in the production class and you know, I'm just like, what, what is going on? And I'm staring at this thing and everything we're trying. It's nothing's working. It wasn't, it wasn't really the motor, you know, the motor's pretty, you know, still not the fastest and it's really smooth. It just, the chassis was not working. And we knew it was stiff, you know, coming into this season. Like I already told them, Hey, like, we need to come up with a different chassis for 2022. Like I'd love to do something middle of the season, but we ran out of time. So I'm literally at the track and I go to my mechanic, David Lloyd, I'm like, Hey, do you have a Sawzall? And he's like, what do you want to solve all for? I'm like, we're going to cut this frame right here. So I ended up cutting like a big chunk out of the frame. And, uh, it went from being like a top 10 bike, you know, barely a top 10 to I finished fourth that night. But I mean, I think, I think we look back. I mean, I I think I was running pretty competitive times with, you know, Corey texture at the end of that race, but, um, I was just a little far behind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think I remember. I know there was one. I I thought it was Weed'sport, but maybe it was Port Royal where you came on really strong there you know, at the end of the main event. Um, no, nah, I mean, you guys had some good results, and it was like last year it, you weren't really much of a contender on the half miles. To this year, it was like you were one of the guys who it's like, all right, well, you got you got you got this guy, you got Johnny, you got so and so. So definitely uh, progress with the bike, and obviously another year on the bike made it more competitive, more notes, um, all that happy horse shit that you usually get. But what are your thoughts with like your Royal Enfield as a like the bikes in the production class? I mean, they're all pretty, pretty equal for the most part. I mean, the Cali, the Yamaha, the Harley's got, you know, obviously some good races. What are your thoughts on that class structure and the way kind of like there's four or five different brands who are, at least capable of being on the podium. It's it's kind of cool.
0: No, I mean, I I think it's I think it's awesome. You know, like when I first was like, oh, I'm running the production class, and I'm like, you know, ah, oh, you know, it's just it's the production class. You know, like it's like B class. You think, you know, I, at first you, you were thinking that. I mean, even not for me, for much the as far as like I knew the my bike was wasn't capable. But I'm like, man, eh, you know, you know, some of these guys. But when you look at it, I'm like these guys like you know even bromley you know he's he's had some really good finishes in in the like you know what we you know call now a super twins class you know um you know he, he's got a podium i think at like at oklahoma city that one time or fourth or something um you know all these guys are good and then they won 450 stuff and you know it's it, so it's not even it's not even just like oh we're just a b-man it's like dude, all these guys could jump out and do pretty good at you know random tracks and and it shows, you know, it's been it's been fun because we all kind of know, like, you know, we will, we know when we go to Peoria, like Corey's gonna struggle, you know. It's like hey, we are, we got the upper hand on Corey there. But then you go to these split car tracks and you're like, all right, Corey's gonna be fast. You know, it's like we're gonna, you know, and I it was cool because I, I finally started to have that like that thought process go through my head, you know, this season where last year I'm just trying to like I'm trying to load the bike and, and not break before I get to the race track, you know, on the track. And now it's like, you know, you start thinking about, man, you know, how's that guy ride, you know, this track and how's that guy ride. And, um, you know, it, it makes it exciting and like it showed this season. I mean, I don't know for you, but I mean, I had so many people come up to me and go, man, like production class is so exciting just because of the different brands and diff- so many different riders. Like they don't know who's going to be on the podium uh every weekend you know even the the 450 class you really don't know but you know you you kind of have an idea um these certain tracks and then for us i mean it was like it it just changed and it was like every one of us raced hard and then yamaha had a little you know to me you know you guys had a little bit you know more speed at the end of the straightaway um you know maybe you didn't accelerate as good some you know or or bromley didn't accelerate as good as you 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 know your bike kind of seemed to work good everywhere um, but it's, you know, it's like, it's cool to see those differences and, you know, start to actually have to, you know, use those to your advantage and actually start to like, you know, think about race strategy, you know, with some of these guys where, you know, with the Indian class or the Indian class, the super twin class, um, <laughs> you said what you said, <laughs> I know, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, Hey, all right, T J D JD is going to be fast you know, and, and obviously Charlotte, it was awesome to see JD up there on the Yamaha, but you know, it it comes down to like, Hey, you know, you know, the riders are going to ride good and and this and that, but it's cool to see different bikes work differently. You know, like, you know, I was one of those guys. I mean, like I said, I, I I don't remember what the, the number of motorcycles is that I put in main events now, but I rode a lot of different bikes and like, yeah, sometimes like when I rode a KTM 990 on the mega mile, I had five more, horse, five more mile an hour down the straightaway than everybody, but the thing wanted to kill me through the center of the corner. So I used that to my advantage. Like I knew us I five mile an hour faster than everybody. So, you know, I could utilize that and, and kind of have some strategy. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's try to figure something else out to the corner just to survive this. And um, I know that that kind of makes it fun. You know, it is fun when everybody's riding the same thing. But then it gets, it gets kind of, you know, like we've all kind of watched it, it kind of got stagnant a little bit, you know, everybody's kind of find their groove and their pace in like the super twins class. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, weekend, week out, you know, there's a couple, you know, fourth fifth fifth, sixth place changes, but after that, it's, it's pretty much the same every weekend, you know, the same guys. And, um, I don't know. It's just, that's exciting. So I'm, I'm open, you know, like our goal for Winfield is, um, you know, I'm racing again next year, doing it again, but we're, we're planning to have another bike and, you know, another rider and, and have another one out there. So it's not just Johnny Lewis on one of these things, it's other people. And we bring in, you know, um, a rider that maybe is better at certain tracks and it's, you know, it's, it, it just kind of, it'll make racing exciting. So, you know, I, I think we're all on the same, kind of same page right now. We don't know what the roles are going to be for, for next year. Um, unless you guys talked about it and I missed it um but you know we, you know i'm hoping they keep the production class around you know for for a while and and allow us to maybe catch up and do things you know like because i still have so much stuff i want to do to this motorcycle it just literally comes down to time um you know like i'm changing chassis and i'm, I'm doing stuff this winter that you know hopefully we make it a much better motorcycle i learned a lot this year and and you know gets closer to you know Corey Texter on his Yamaha, you know, championship winning Yamaha. And, um, you know, the, the Harley's at certain tracks, you know, and I'm excited to hopefully get to some miles, you know, I haven't been to a mile, it seems like forever. And, um, you know, just to be able to get out there and, you know, if we can get top fives, you know, on a mile and be consistent, you know, it's just going to make racing exciting again for me. And, um, you know, and people behind the brand, it's like, it's, it's neat to see, um, you know brands out there and the people behind the brands and like you know for me it's all new people that really never seen racing that are actually my fans now they're like oh i don't know Royal i've never seen any racing before but you know now i'm your fan it's it's cool to see that kind of stuff so i hope it's i hope we continue with that and you know have some some good battles where it's you know it's consistently changing you know so I, i'm excited to see what happens for 2022 for for all of us johnny you talk
2: about miles and that that leads me to and i talked about this earlier and and i i obviously don't spend all my weekends at at the american flat track races you know i watch them on tv and and but i'm not always there but i like if if somebody asked me because you you mentioned you don't ride you haven't ridden a mile in a long time and if somebody were to ask me why johnny lewis doesn't ride miles you know what my answer would be It, it is I just think he's he's like super vegan and refuses to wear like real leather suit, <laughs> and and that's why he doesn't ride miles because they won't let him
0: wear a Kevlar suit on a mile. I literally thought that was yeah, why. I mean, it was it was kind of that point like a couple of years ago, and I was just fighting with the AFT guys just to just to piss them off about something. You know, it's like they were there was not enough stuff to piss them off about. So I was like, hey, you know, Kevlar's more you know stronger than leather. You know I sent Chris Carr a eighteen page you know uh document you know how Kevlar's used for for, for guns <laughs> to, you know get shot and stuff and he's like Johnny just stop <laughs> but no seriously it's uh um you know I wear leather this year so you know we're we're, we're back you know half the obey by the rules um but you no know, the you know for me the reason why we didn't ride the miles is just um you know kind of like frankie just you know we have a little too much you know food and alcohol sometimes you know and just we have to get back on that training regimen no i'm just kidding frankie
2: but it's uh hey i'll have
0: the most fun you guys can race hey i i i was tracking you guys down to charlotte and see what was up after the last race and and then you guys left (laughs) but um but uh but no, it's like, you know, for me, we just, we didn't have the speed yet. So, and we were breaking parts every week, almost every weekend we were breaking something in the motor. Um, we were breaking rocker arms, um, you know, it's, it's whatever we were breaking rocker arms. Almost every, every race I raced this year, I broke a rocker arm except for Lima. And that's was the only race the bike actually had the same power throughout the whole main event. You know, Peoria, we broke two. So, I mean, that thing had probably about 70 horsepower at the end of that main event. But we finally got some made um, uh, by a guy, I mean, Corey will know uh, Scott Saunders in uh, in Maryland. He's actually, a, uh, has a big machining company and he, we wouldn't have had those uh, rocker arms for Charlotte because, you know, he wasn't able to get them done in time for Friday. But because it rained, the dude drive, drove all the way from Maryland uh, overnight brought me rocker arms we put them in that morning and we went and tested a new part in the bike and they lasted and like that's the kind of stuff we did all season and you know we just didn't want to risk it on the miles you know the half miles and tts if something breaks and i use a little power it's fine but on the miles if we're kind of up there riding with anybody and you, you all of a sudden drop you know four or five mile an hour it's going to cause an issue and we just i i made the decision like not even to not even to chance it and um, you know, it's kind of cool because I, I have those decisions, you know, like the team trust everything, you know, basically they let me run the whole program. And if I say, Hey, I don't want to do this, they're like, Yep, we back you, we we hired you and we did that. So so I made the call like, Hey, like let's not even risk it. I don't wanna I don't wanna, you know, hinder anything um to anybody's life out there and stuff like that. So it's just it was a judgment call and that's why we didn't do it. But I'm excited to see. You know, we we dropped some weight on the motorcycle, you know, I hit the gym hard this winter. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to shrink myself to corey texture size um, and stuff like that. You know, we should go pretty fast in the mile.
1: I will say, man, that uh, last year I could tell. Like, go. I guess I'll say this year you seem to be not that you were like out of shape last year, but you seemed way more conditioned this year. Um, just I don't know, like whatever you did this offseason, I could tell changes like throughout the race and. Just like how, like when you take when you took your helmet off at Lima, like you you didn't look like you were exhausted. So whatever training that you did this off season, I think um, aside from the bike getting better, I think you you definitely made yourself better as well. Um, and I don't know, I don't I don't yeah. have to train with you in Florida I mean, I, or anything, so I don't know what you did, but just um, from an outsider looking in, it's no, like, I actually look like he got his shit together. What so. I
0: did, what I did was actually stop training everybody else. I started training um this year <laughs> usually it's like I'm training everybody else and I like I you know don't I don't you know I'm, I'm and it's from amateurs to whoever and I don't I just don't I wasn't like literally two years ago or last season because I was also developing the bike and doing stuff I I literally didn't do anything because I was literally so hands-on with with the project that I didn't get a chance to even think about you know going for a run you know this year I mean I ran, like, before Daytona, I actually ran a marathon, just, I put headphones in and went for a run, and didn't plan to do it, and I did it, and, like, it was definitely a difference for me this year, but also, like, you know, and you, you, you we all go through it, like, I'm, I love riding motorcycles again, like, I've went through times where I'm, like, ah, it just worked, you know, like, even when it, even when before Royal Enfield, like, you know, it was such a struggle, sponsorships, doing all this kind of stuff, and now, like, I'm in a pretty cool opportunity, you know, like running a race team and, and getting a salary and, 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 and pretty, pretty, you know, motivated with other projects and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm just, I, I, I love riding motorcycles again, you know, we all go through these ups and downs and, um, you know, I can tell everybody, like I had a conversation last night, I was, I was in Vegas with a, a good buddy that I never see. And he was, he posted, he was in Vegas. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm in Vegas because I had to do some work stuff. And, we met up and I'm like, dude, I, I love a motorcycle riding motorcycle so much right now that if anything would happen to me, like people would know, like Johnny Lewis loves riding motorcycles. So it, it it's like, a, it's definitely been a change in the passion of love of like, just, you know, riding two wheels again. And it's, it's just because things are kind of clicking and you know, it's like, you know, we, we've all went through struggles and you know, we're at points in our careers. Like, I mean, you know, we, I know what you want through Corey. And like we were you know pretty close and we 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 seen struggles and we we seen all this stuff and and we all sat back and not everybody knows everybody's story and like there's a lot of stuff that went on in our lives you know uh, away from racing and and everything and and right now like i i can tell you i you know i got a chance to go to alaska this year and i loved riding around alaska just riding a motorcycle and like uh, it was like the coolest it's kind of just the coolest you know moments of my i i would say my career right now like it's just uh, I I realize why why we do this and why like you guys put a podcast together to talk about this stuff and why I drove to Vegas yesterday and and why I then drove back and then I drove all the way to uh you know north you know I don't even know I was all across northern or SoCal today like doing stuff for the industry and like also for and Field and it's because like. I love riding motorcycles. I want everybody else to love riding motorcycles and, you know, we all want the, you know, the, the, a future for what, what, what we're doing. So it's, uh, I mean, it, I actually, you know, I didn't change too much about my riding, you know, regimen, like workout and stuff. It was just, I was in a happier mood this year, you know? And it's really, I mean, when you're happy, you go fast and, you know, it's easy, you know, and we you know, that, you know, you're easy, you know, it used to be pretty easy to get flustered and, when you are flustered, you wouldn't go fast. You know, now you can, you can control yourself a lot better and, and you go fast pretty often now. And that's it's cool to see, you know, us uh, be able to take that and, and, and grow and, and be where we're at in our careers. So hats off to you, Corey. And I mean, Frankie, you know, I mean, you know, watching your career, you know, this year on, on the, the super hooligans and the baggers and stuff. I mean, yeah, you made some mistakes. I think we could, I think me and Corey got some training tips to give you to fix some of that stuff but you know it definitely looks like you're Appreciate having fun that. you know but you know maybe you should balance out your uh your bags with the the right amount of beer that you put in your saddlebags um i think yeah. you're off you know looking at you know some of the footage i was noticing that like i think your right bag had like a six pack but your 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 <laughs> left one was at like three or four because you already got into it and he just looked off balance at laguna and you know Frankie. especially when you
1: nothing yeah. would have made well, that nothing would have made that loop over video any better than if like a case of beer fell out of your back
2: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> the funny. back bags are just foaming just, just all the foamy beer because they broke yeah uh, well it's hard to keep it's hard to get into the into the right side bag when i'm riding like because i gotta let go of the throttle for that one so
0: i always empty the left one first oh, so, so that cool.
2: makes sense
0: No, it, it's, but uh, like, i love you do Frankie like it's it's always so cool like you know at first you know we're all like oh he's holding in guys and now I'm like I love these guys like I sat there and watched like the main event and I'm like these guys are gnarly they don't even know how gnarly they are I have no interest of in doing what you guys did there like none hard, like but I love it I'm like this is awesome like you know we got the whole beach is watching us watching these guys and you know if they're thinking half of what, how crazy I think these guys are, and I know what, you know, I, I know what they're doing. And, and I think they're crazy. We have a lot, a lot more new fans. And, and it's cool. So hats off to you too. The Super hooligan racing really, I
2: appreciate that, Johnny. I really do. But like, I kind of right there, you know, with what you were saying about how you, you get burnt out and things happen and life happens and, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you with the like i just enjoy riding motorcycles again like because for a little bit i was super over it and i've gone like racing and then stopped and didn't even ride for a year to back to racing to you know i've gone back and forth but i mean if i'm being really honest super hooligans is what made me fall in love with racing motorcycles again it's just fun you know it's not super serious but serious enough and you know there's sponsors and a lot of people and and manufacturers and companies involved and so you're you know there is pressure and there is you know you you do want to get results and make everybody happy and but at the same time like we're having a time the time of our lives
0: and everyone's doing what they love and my favorite race last year was the rolling sands invitational deal we did at paris hands down was my favorite because remember i wrote, i don't i don't think you were there were you i wasn't there No. yeah so like i had to get off work i had to race baggers yeah. So like, it was hands down my favorite event, you know, it was obviously a small deal because of COVID and everything, but, but you know, I got a chance. I rode the AFT, like, you know, uh, Steve Moore had track bike, uh, track bike. Um, you know, that's, you know, relatively, you know, just has 19 inch wheels, and, you know, some front a front end, some shocks and had a big bore kit. And, you know, it was a, it was a play around race. It was like a speed and style deal. And, um, you know, it was a blast. Like I had fun. I was dragging the, you know, I was dragging the cases on the thing getting some sick photos. I rode the wall around Paris. You know, I was like, like I got in there and I like rode the burn like a berm and about knocked the wall down. And then your boy AJ um, decided to try it and he went up the wall and almost went into like everybody. And then at the end dude, I'm doing burnouts against the wall and I threw the F bomb, you know, in the, in the podium, you know, speech. And uh, you know, nobody cared and it was like I actually just I'm like, dude, I could I could retire from AFT and do this every weekend. You know, <laughs> it, it was
1: fun. Um, the most fun I, have, so, but, I yeah. had all, Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, dude, like the most fun I probably had all year was like a hair scramble I did on like a 125 this year. It was like I don't know, like I left and I felt more satisfied racing like in the woods nobody like knew I was even there and it was like the most fun I had so um it's just crazy it's just crazy what what like you when you simplify the fact of just riding a dirt bike and how ha- and what it does to you as like uh like finding your love just for riding um it's hard for people to to find that like it's uh it's actually really it was really cool to hear you talk about that man like it's um it's uh because yeah, you know I, I, sorry, I'm it
0: we haven't hung out much, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting pretty deep, you know, and I, I really think that we should, you know, we, maybe should we rekindle this relationship? I, I really think this, this podcast might do it. And um, I'm just kidding, but maybe, um, but no, it's, it, it's true. I mean, I, I, I see what you do and you know, how, how you try to do things and you do things and you accomplish things. And like, it's, it's one of those things We're both at the same, you know, the same spot. And it's like, it's so cool to see, uh you know people enjoying what they're doing and not just doing it and um just to do it and it's like there's people that have jobs that just do it just to do it and they're the ones i'm going like dude you need to do something else like life's too short you know you need to go experience something and you need to give it away you need to you know move out of your state and and go experience something And, and whether it's riding motorcycle related or just if it's just fit you know fitness or you know nutrition or just anything just 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 go do something different and uh, I don't know it's like the same conversations I have with like you know the young kids that I train and it's like hey if it wasn't racing what would you do what would satisfy you and then half the time these kids don't know and then when they finally figure it out then they like have this switch and they're like wow like there's more to life than racing but it then makes their racing better because they realize like hey I'm not just a racer like I I'm more valuable and I, I have this other passion and I can bring it and I can share it and I can build a brand. And I, I don't know, it's just like, that's the kind of cool things that are, that are happening. And I'm seeing, you know, more so in the industry, like there's some people that are just, you know, the same every weekend and it's, it's fine. Um, but you're starting to see more people like, like doing that. And I, I like, I'm going back to this because I, I feel like it's part of like the Roland Sands hooligan stuff. Like, you know, a couple of us pros looking at it going like, man, at first we're like, look at these guys. And now it's like oh, these guys are cool and because they're they're it's a brand they're themselves and and then we can embrace that and just kind of build on that and like now we're all kind of being our brands doing ourselves and doing our things and not relying on like this small little community that to, to get a you know get off you know on basically it's like we're, we're we're expanding that and that's that's neat you know and um I think it's uh I think you'll see a lot more of that coming I think in the next couple of years
1: what are your thoughts on that like uh like guys? there's a lot of guys in flat track that don't really do anything else. Like they just race, they go, they race, they might do a race recap on social media and then they kind of call it a day. Like I, you know, you're one of the guys that, um, very few guys, I and mean, Frankie talked about it before you came on, but you have your, your riding school, you got your facility, you're promoting a race, which we'll talk about here, uh, very soon. But what are your thoughts on, um, do you feel guys should do more? Um, is it a responsibility for them to do more or is it something that you just want to see? Um, Cause I personally feel that there's a bunch of guys who have the resources that could do more and I would like to see them do more. Um, but for whatever reason, it, well, if, if it's a comfort thing or it's just, they don't have time um, they just don't really do more than just race. Yeah.
0: It's, I mean, it's, it's one of those deals where I look at it and go like, I mean, I want to do more. Like I, I whip out my phone all the time and I like flip it around the you know, camera mode and I record stuff and I'm like, I start judging myself and I'm like, I still do it like to this day. And I'm like, ah, dude, just post it. And then I don't post it. And then I'm like, dude, just post it. You know, like I have these battles with myself and, you know, I know it's tough, you know, to do, but not everybody can just get out there and talk and share stuff. Some people don't want to share stuff. Somebody, some people want to be private. Like this world is, you know, a lot of people know a lot about everybody. And it's, it's one of those things where, Hey, yeah, you can keep it private, keep it mystery. And like, you know, if that satisfies you, I always say like, if you're complaining though, that you don't get anything, but you don't do anything, then like, just, just stop, you know, like it's one of those things, like, just just stop, you know, like, don't, don't, you, you have no right to complain about anything if you aren't trying to do stuff, and, like, you can't sit there and badmouth AFT for not, you know, doing stuff for you, like, how many times I bug those guys, I mean, I'm sure you do, um, like, I bug those guys all the time, you know, ideas and stuff, and I'm like, dude, for all of us, this would make all of us better, or hey, for me, like, you know, I'm selfish sometimes, I'm like, hey, for me, this would make it better for me, um but you know for me I look at everything because like you know like with what I'm doing I'm, I'm trying to connect the dots and same thing with you and that's, that's why I was like Corey we should we should talk about you know our races because like we're both kind of doing the same thing um you know because we both want to see the sport grow but you know it's like if you know I'm trying to connect the dots and bring things around but if, if you're a racer and you're just <clears throat> you're just you know racing and then you're complaining that you're you know and i'm not even thinking about it but i'm just thinking of like scenarios whether it's road racing or motocross whatever but and you're you're not getting what you want i mean like i didn't get this ride i didn't get this opportunity i you know in ways i made it you know it's the same thing with you like you made it like you have to put the work and you have to go out of your comfort zone and you know i know as soon as i do live videos everything that I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, my hair looks like a mess, I'm turning, I'm getting grays, like, you know, I I judge myself on that, you know, I'm like, damn, I'm 32, and I have a lot of gray, you know, so I don't post that video that day, I'm like, dude, what are you thinking, and then like none of that stuff matters, you know, it's like, I I joke about, you know, but it's like one of those things, like, that stuff, like, and and I'm, it it could be a whole other different topics, but it's like, none of that stuff matters, it's like, when I post, like, the video stuff, or I, I do anything, that's when I get the most, like, you know, comments, you know, the most responses out of people, the most calls back, you know, uh, the sign-up search sh- showing up for races or schools, you know, it's like people see your personality. And it's like, it's not a mystery, you know, it's like, um, you know, people don't want to, you know, a society, ha- everybody has to know everything to do anything anymore. Like, they can't walk, they can't be like Frankie wearing a vest and just walk into a bar and be like, hey, I'm, I'm here. Everybody's like, I need to know who's in the bar and you know what's being said and what's going on and like what are these things and it's like dude no just be yourself do your thing and like opportunities are going to come and that's that's like what I've I've seen out of you know that and that's where I do get frustrated with people only when they complain you know if if they if they try and they're trying like half the time like I'm usually the person that if they don't have likes they're not getting stuff or I, I reach out and I'm like hey like and I don't I don't do this too often, but it's like if I see it and somebody's really trying, I'm like, dude, like congrats. Like even if you're super corny about it and cheesy, I'm like, dude, like you're trying, like I give you props, like I can't be that corny and cheesy, you know, like you know, if I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, I can't I can't do I want to. I wanna be able to do that, but I can't sometimes and uh Are you talking you know, about Jared to- right now. Uh no, not 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 Jared me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've ever complimented him on his uh, you know, we all love Jared and he's, he's, he's probably, you know, the most successful, you know, road race, uh, flat trackers in a very, very long time. Um, so you can't, you can't bust on him. You know, he does this thing, I you know, uh um, but you know, there's, there's, you know, stuff like that. He's getting his job done, you know, no matter what, no matter what Frankie bust on him for being cheesy, he's doing it. And guess what, Jared, he don't care. He just knows that check is coming and he's happy and, he's, he's doing his thing. And, and, you know, that's, that you got to find what makes you happy. Sometimes it's about money. Sometimes it's about, you know, uh, satisfaction of how many people like your stuff. And, and then to me, you know, and, and you guys probably went through the same thing. It's like, sometimes it's nobody comments. It's that one person that messages you and they're like, Hey, this really resonated with what you said, you know, cause I know people, you know, I've gone through stuff in the last couple of years and I'll post some, you know, quotes and, you know, some stuff. And I'm like, you know, at that moment, I needed that. And I don't care. And then but guess what, there's one other person out there that needed that. And that's what's kind of neat. And like, I'm finding that more and more in my life that um, it's about that one person and connecting. And hey, if there's guys not doing social media, but they're connecting with one person and helping one person, that's enough for them. So it's like, it's so tough to kind of find that balance. But, um, you know, sometimes that doesn't pay the bills. So you have to
1: you see, Johnny, oh I was always, uh, I was always second on the texter totem pole. It was always Shayna and then me, and now I'm, I'm this third. Now I'm third on the t- texter totem pole. It's, it's Shana and Cruz and then me. So uh, I kind of, just mean, take what I can get.
0: Yeah, but no, uh, it's you know, it's, it's what people think too. I mean, I mean, I watch Cruz's stuff because you know because it's, it, it's cool. But then I watch your stuff and I'm like, we're eh, doing a good job you know so it's it's uh it's you know it's, it's tough you know in that in that thing about you know talking about people branding themselves and doing stuff and um you know for for one of them all you know just do your thing you know if if you want more go do it
2: yeah I mean it's pretty much the only way it happens uh a lot of insight there that was cool man we got deep I love it that's uh a... A lot of information. It's really good, and yeah, I like when, when people get deep. A lot of people are really, just you know, stay above ground on this when we when we ask them questions. And it's well, really I haven't
0: cool. talked to, you know, talk to Corey in about like twelve years. Talk to like, you, come we on. Broke up every time you do. We were just we in Charlotte up. two weeks ago. We, as, we were best friends, and then you know we broke up. You know our bromance was done. You, you know. You know what happened? <laughs> you know what I
2: think? We you know what I think happened. And I'm just going based off what I hear around the pits and stuff. But, dude, I heard you like to ride a little dirty and chop front wheels. I heard you get aggressive. Um, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> I mean, I, no, not, 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 not Corey. I just heard, you know, from a couple people like, oh, Johnny's back. He's on that Royal Enfield. And he just gets in there and he just gets aggressive. And he's chopping people's front wheels off. I've heard it a couple of times. you think you're an aggressive no, rider? No. Johnny don't do that on the Royal
0: Enfield. Johnny used to
1: do
0: that before. Yep. He <laughs> used to do that. Johnny,
1: not anymore. Though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When, it comes to, when it comes to, when it comes to JL10, you just got to know take that off. I know how Johnny races. Like, I know Johnny's gonna, if I leave the inside open, Johnny's gonna take it. So when Johnny takes it, well, it's like, all right, well, I, I expected that. So it's kind of like, i very,
0: very calculated rider and I know every square inch. And, <laughs> you know, I know you know, like Volusia, I, I, I still laugh at Volusia the first race of the year. I went in there, I think I yelled, and Corey, like, almost turned completely right going in turn one and went up to the air fence and let everybody by. and You know, let everybody go back. But I, I think I went in there, and I, did you hear me yell? I'm pretty sure I, I yelled at I time. didn't
1: hear you yell. I just saw I just saw your – I saw somebody's front wheel, and I was like, well – I'm either gonna get slammed into, or I want to. I want to give him a gap. So I just, I just gave him the old gap, and then I gave him yeah, way you, too much. You gave a little too much. Yeah. 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 That one was a tough one, man. Because then I was, I think I was like third row in the main event, and I was like, God damn it! So, yeah. uh, sorry, gosh damn it! <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, it's uh, with Johnny. You just kind of you're, like, you're an aggressive rider. I mean, that's just like kind of your nature. I mean, but like if you expect it,
0: but you also you and know what, you know, like I know
1: what I'm doing. You know, yeah. I know. No, I mean, there was a time actually, there was a few times this year where I've raced you side by side. I think it was like Port Royal, first few laps in the main event, maybe like Weedsport, like the second day, I think. And I mean, you're you're not like, it's hard to race you because you can't, there's a lot of guys in like the production class who you can kind of, you can kind of overpower, I feel like, but you can't overpower yeah. JL10. So it's <laughs> like, he's gonna fuck we could be in ninth and tenth place and you're gonna fucking make you work for ninth place it's just the nature of. yeah and i'm
0: not gonna you know i'm not gonna be you know trying to you know destroy you but i'm gonna i i know what i'm doing you know it's like you know i ride so close with my it's like what i've learned and this is the cool thing about training people and working with people and riding so much um i've learned to ride so close to people like I don't realize people don't ride that close to each other. You know, I'm, I'm literally doing schools and I'm like, you know, picking people's elbows up with my, you know, out, you know, with my hand because their elbows are dropped and I'm, I'm riding behind them and I'm picking their elbow up or I'm tapping on them on their leg to get them to push their knee into the, you know, the tank more, or I'm um, smacking their ass to get them to move up forward on the bike, or I'm just riding so close. I'm, you know, putting my back tire and riding the whole lap of my, you know, my front tire in their back tire and, and I don't, it's like, I don't realize people don't do that all the time. And that's just like, remember I used to, I mean, I think we're going back, you know, way back now, but remember when we would ride to your house and I would do the same stuff to you I and you'd it. freak out and Shana wouldn't, Shana wouldn't, I could knock Shana down. You know, if I ran into you and I'm, and this is, this is just going back. Let's have some good, you know, jail 10 and, you know, see stories, you know, I could knock, you know, I could run in, I could touch you. And then you ghost ride your goddamn bike into me. You remember that, that time?
1: (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah. You
0: literally ghost rode your bike into me. As I'm sitting there talking to your sister, you almost like KO'd both of
3: us.
0: (laughs) And, uh, but then your sister, you know, I could run into and knock her down. She would just look at me, pick her bike up and just keep going. And like, you know, it's, it's cool to see like you've, you've ever overcame that, like obviously, but you're not ghost riding motorcycles. Well, you know what? That, that is one of the times we kind of stopped talking, Frankie. Um, I lost my brakes, and I did run into Corey at Daytona Short Track because um, I was puking oil over my brakes on a 450. I ran into him, and um, then he, like, brake checks me after the race. And remember, I don't have brakes, so I, like, run into him again. Then we come into the pit area, and he ghost rode his bike into me. You remember that, that story tweet. i feel like you go- i feel like there, you
1: ghost rode your bike in the me in the pits no was it the other way around
0: no i've do never thrown my motorcycle on the ground I would you pushed me motorcycle. then
1: or something right like it was something in the no, pits no no
0: no you, you you were riding for babe that week that that week oh yeah i know who i was riding yeah. for yeah yeah and you just came in and th- through that thing and uh that that was i think that was kind of like icing on the cake you know for us um <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I was thinking about that when we were I was like oh, I wonder what the good story was for Corey and that that was it and so Frankie that's to answer your question that was like the last one so that was that, uh you me. know that honest that was an honest mistake where I was blowing oil um out of my breather and then it went on to my because I ran my breather back to like my swing arm and it shot over my rear brakes and I lost my brakes and legit ran into them because that and then that next night I had to switch out a whole new motor put a motor in so I, I remember I was
1: still mad. It was,
0: was, mad. <laughs> it was awesome. You know, I mean,
1: motorway,
2: meanwhile, you're all sore. Cause someone
0: launched their bike into you. I, I like, I like, I like, I look back at it and I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, you know, we were so mad at each other. And I'm like, at that time for so long, I mean, like, you know, like I'm bringing this up because like, yeah, well, the first time, time I've like, heard
1: that you didn't have brakes was right now. So I still yeah, would have been mad and, at the time, you know, but I, I would have got over it.
0: Yes. Yeah but I like think about it now I'm going There's like, that is, that was awesome. Like that was awesome. Like, Hey kids, don't do that at home kind of thing. Like don't, don't go to AFT race and decide to ghost ride your bike into your buddy, but um, in the pit area, but Hey, like that, that was pretty awesome. Like just, you know, thinking back on all the stuff that, you know, throughout our careers and, and stuff and, and all these little stories, like people just don't know. And like, and then you don't even know, you didn't know I didn't have brakes Like, it was just so funny, like looking back on stuff like that and, and having different perspectives on, on things. And that's, that's the life we live in and that's the social media and that's the, all this stuff. And that's where it's tough, but it, it you know, it's, it's been pretty, it's been pretty fun, you know, to be able to look back at it now and, and be joking about it and, um, you know, moving, moving on from it and get to race each other again next year, hopefully. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun.
1: uh frankie you got something for that i mean that's dude honestly like it's uh it's cool dude, having I, yo- it's cool i, having I, I you on got the pie, best answer real. what's the best answer Dude,
2: i got the, that was, i mean dude that was the best <laughs> thing i ever heard like i'm amping right
1: now <laughs> yeah like, you guys know uh, it wasn't that bad said, like, it was you guys, fine bro
2: into each other ghost riding bikes into each other like where have you guys
0: been
1: so I mean, you guys so, keep doing that
0: <laughs> we have a lot of we have a lot of stories that would mean we should sit down one time, Corey, and, like, do, like, a live, I was thinking this, we should do, like, a live podcast, you know, and just tell the stories of, like, us as kids.
1: Maybe, um, maybe not all of them, were, but most of them. <laughs> not all of
0: them. Like, maybe not, like, the CD throwing, you know, at the lady driving to, to Monium. You remember, like, the time you were throwing CDs at the lady when we nah. used to have CDs in your car?
1: No, no, no. Yeah, I never know,
0: happened. There's just a lot of stories, and then. It, it could go on for a while i think i think it'd be pretty entertaining so um you know i'm always looking out for Corey and trying to figure out how we could we can uh, you know in, in, improve his brand and i think just a you know a conversation piece like this you know live you know in person you could it could be the next big thing
1: for us uh, cory
0: <laughs> yeah he texted yeah. on another we level did, right did, now Dude, the throw I was down. an I, I was an
1: ang- I was an angry person, bro. I was an angry uh, I was an angry guy for like maybe like five years after my dad. Like it was like a, just a angry. I would just tweak at like so. Yeah, I get it, man. Like it's one of them things. But thankfully, and thankfully, I there's, there. there's I times I, like I was where
0: like I'm that just, pun- bag that you know you just. I was there for a while, and then I couldn't take it anymore. Oh, you are not, you
1: know, not. You're not completely innocent. Come on. <laughs> uh let's talk about let's let's go on a little bit because i want to bring this up for sure um i know it's long is, but i think I, i'm gonna hang up <laughs> well we could no it's not that long we've had longer but um yeah i mean we could there's there's literally a millions of shit we could talk about probably more than any guest i've had um so but i want to talk about because this is cool man and i i when i saw it i was like that is really cool I don't know if I would do it because that's a big job, but Harrisburg farm show building, you got a race coming up. Uh, aside from me wanting a ticket for Saturday, <laughs> let's talk about uh, what you got going on that weekend, dude.
0: Well, we need to get Cruz in the PW class. I mean, I've seen him ride. He looks, looks awesome. Um, he's got more. Oh, well, real you, quick, right? let,
1: me, let me stop
2: you there real quick, Johnny. Cruz is four and just had his first race and, and he has an A and a B bike. So,
1: all right, let's yeah. the past.
0: he's let's the next the past. big thing. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, getting back to like, you know, people probably don't like Frankie doesn't understand what the, you know, the farm show building was, but for us, it was a building that we'd go to every February um, and you would have a mini, you would have mini nationals. Like, you would have Ken Barnes, Georgie Price, the you know Ken Yoder, the Millers, um, uh, you know, you know. I mean, I mean, obviously your dad raced in there back in the day. Um,
1: I had no idea and he, he raced so there many until fast- you posted that photo. I was like, holy yeah. shit! There's my pop. Yeah. So,
0: so like, there were so many fast guys that would race there in February, and then you know head down to Daytona, you know, kind of thing, and. I always thought it was so cool. I remember like just walking into this arena, you know, it's set, it's, it's sat, it still fits 7,500 people. So it's, 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 it's a massive little arena. Like, and, um, but I was remember I was, the last time I was there, I was 12. So it's been 20 years since we were there. And, you know, I just remember being so cool. Like, I don't really remember the track, you know, I didn't remember like what the track was, but it was just the experience of like, you know, looking at it now it was like, dude, it was like a mini supercross, like for us um, feel. And, uh, you know, we, we haven't ran there 20 years. And when I was at port Royal or my hotel is right down the road and I'm like, Whoa, that's the farm show building. I've been there. I mean, like forever. And, um, I was like, man, it'd be cool to run a race there. And me being me, like I'm pretty spontaneous, um, that I go, okay, cool. Like maybe I'll call on Monday and go look at it. So after, after port Royal, I. I was sitting in my dad's desk, like in Pennsylvania, hanging out with my family and I call and it's like nine, it's like nine o'clock in the morning and lady answers. And she's like, Hey, like I was like, Hey, I want to come look at this building and see what the price is, you know, to rent it. She's like, Oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, motorcycle racing. She's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, she's like when do you want to come like a couple weeks or something? I'm like, you know, like now. And she's like, I'm like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Like to go back to Florida. I want to look at this place. So I drove there, looked at it. She shows me around and I'm like, dude, I want to do this. And I had a had a bunch of ideas already. And then she tells me the price and I'm like, oh, holy like like the price was ridiculous. I mean, it's so expensive to rent that place. And I'm like, all right, cool. I I have to do it. I told myself I was gonna do it. So I, I figured it out. This was July <laughs> that I decided to do this. Um, you know, obviously I've ran races before and I have structure and I have people behind me and I have you know, flat futures that I've started, and I've built contingency programs, and you know, Dollops involved, and you know, we have the backing. And usually, I do one or two big races a year. And I was like, all right, this will be my one. And uh, you know, we started putting it together, and and now we're we're one month out. And I, you know, I I, I kind of just wanted to do some stuff differently because obviously it's so expensive. I'm like, all right, I got to see if I can actually get the registration numbers i need to make this work on registration side of things i need to see if i can you know the sponsorship side of things so i put out like hey like i'm we're coming back it's 20 years and you know trying to trying to do like the cool little thing that you do for your race and and giving incentives you know for them to race but also the branding and, and exposure so um you know the first day we're doing it um i rented the building um you know you both know my sister jennifer she's she's she went to school. She's a certified nutritionist, a physical, you know, like a, a, um, for um, physical training. Um, she's wanting to get more into that, that realm of things. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I have a soft sock for my little sister. I want to see her, you know, do something. So I'm like, Hey, we should do a Anatomy University. So we do a school and, and you also teach, you know, nutrition and, and physical training part of it. And then I'll bring in my marketing mentor that I've had, you know, since I was 16 um, and then I'll bring in a suspension guy and we'll make this like one day <clears throat> university thing. Like, cause usually like I do all that at my schools, but it's, it's over like, it's over four days, you know, just to give like taste of everything. But now I'm bringing in like people that are specialized at what they do. And I'm excited to have Jennifer. She's super, super excited about it. She started, you know, uh, Jennifer Morgan wellness and, you know, she's actually moving down to Florida this winter um and to be with me more and, and and be part of like you know mode anatomy and help her start her thing and we got some other ideas but this is kind of a kickstarter for that so like that was like the first thing and then i'm, I'm going to do open practice friday night and then through the racing and you know for me the racing like saturday night i'm, I'm actually you know people are like, on my case because they're like you're only running 10 or 11 classes and i'm like yeah i want to make it a show i want people to come and like not sit through a bunch of races, you know, I mean, obviously people need to race and get more track time, but I'm like, Hey, I want to make it like where people are really trying to win that one class they signed up for. And like, they're going to get their podium, you know, they're going to get their victory lap. They're going to get that little bit at a time. And it was tough for me to do that because if I'm not running, um, you know, a bunch of classes, it's not like, I can, it's not like I'm doubling my number of entries. Like, you know, I'm only running 10 classes and I kind of set a, a number too. Cause I, I didn't want, hundred hooligan riders show it up so i that was basically my why i capped some of my or all my classes kind of put a cap on it but um you know i want to make it a show and i want to make saturday night where it's like it's something that's going to be memorable and then hey sunday they get the race and i have more classes and it's going to be more of just a race but you know saturday night i want to make it special and i actually have something that i really haven't announced yet but you know i can announce it on here because you're actually included cory texter is uh um, wait, Did you, you raced in there, right? But then yeah. if you didn't, you didn't. One
1: time, you, you, one not, and done. Yeah. One I think time, you but, kicked my ass so, and I uh, left.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I saw the picture. Yeah, so you, you, work, you, you work into this scenario. So I started doing the number of guys that have raced in that arena that went on to win at, a, at Daytona Short Track. Not Daytona TT, but Daytona Short Track. So there's a lot of us. But it also does not include Jared Meese. So he's not going to get a award. I'm going to be basically I'm making awards for, for everybody, like Ricky Winsett. He raced in that arena and went on to win Daytona short track in a sweatshirt. Um, you know, I won it. Matt Wide, Gig Johnson won it. Brandon Robinson won, you know, like raced in there, won at Daytona. You have. Um, you know, like, I'm still going through that list, and it's, like, and then you start thinking about the number of times we have won Daytona, you know, just us, you know, and this is, like, a, you know, I'm just kind of patting us the guys from District 6, District 7, you know, like, some New York guys, like, on the back, but I'm making it special, like, that's something I wanted to do, like, and, you know, like, hopefully, you know, you come, you know, you you come to my race, because, like, hey, you're going to get, you know, like, this little award, and I just think it's so neat, and, like, but I also, I think that's something that, you know it's something that if the kids see that they're like dude like all these guys raced in there and they went on to win you know daytona short track like or a pro race like that's pretty cool it's like i remember i used to go to like uh you know hang out like donny mullen's house and and uh a couple other guys uh, like told price and i would see pictures from like um uh, timonium you know and, and after timonium they used to have like they had like a championship and they had all the guys lined up for their class in a championship photo and i'm like I, I, was just, I used to think that was just so such a coolest thing and it was like those small little things that like you know we, we these guys that are running races like and i'm, I'm guilty of it too like we, we haven't done anything like that and like I'm i'm like that kid that was staring at that picture on the wall and like so excited i'm like i want to be you know, the Donnie Mullen that won, you know, the 85, 80 class at Timonium Indoors. Like that, that inspired me to like, you know, go, go race and go and go, you know, go, go to those races. And that's the little things that like, I don't know. I just like, I'm trying to embrace throughout like putting on this race and that's like the little thing, but then also at the flip side, just like you're doing, like, it's cool. Like I so saw you got Yamaha and Bob, um, you know, You know, I've been able to set up like KTM, Husqvarna, uh, Honda, and it's like just for this one race, like I got like 20, it's like $28,000 in, you know, contingency money, which obviously it's not all going to get paid out. Not everybody rides a new bike, but it's a start. It's like the same thing for you. Like you're doing it. Not everybody's going to take Yamaha money home. Everybody owns a new motorcycle that can, you know, get it, but it's a start. And now the OEMs are watching and like Honda is like, hey if somebody wins on a Honda and collects a contingency get me a photo we'll you know we'll run an ad in like you know um a magazine or something like that and that's that's a start for flat track that's a start for you know flat track futures that's a start for you know your your uh you know your elite crew like you know like the stuff you do like it's a start and then it's like what i've been able to i helped you know up, you know put, put that dunlop um elite program together you know Two or three years ago, with Dunlop, when I was testing tires, I, I pitched that you know the, the idea to those guys, and and we were talking about it. Said, hey, you guys do this for motocross, like you're really cool. And they're like, yeah, it would be. So, you know, I was the guy pretty much made that first selection of those kids, you know, and um, that first got that go around of that that Dunlop thing. And now we got Dunlop tires sponsoring our amateur riders, um, and it's and giving them free product, and that's like that's sick. Like we didn't get that as kids, and like that's the kind of stuff that you know, you do, and I do, and people, so many people come up to, dude, you and Corey are just killing it, and, like, them, like, yeah, like, it's funny, we don't even talk, but we're trying to do the same thing, and, you know, and it's, it's making, but it's making a difference, and it's, like, it's, it's, you know, some people might look at it and go, I'll just run a race, and that stuff doesn't matter. It's the longevity of what we're doing, and it's going to make a difference, and, like, no matter what, like, you doing one race a year, and bringing that exposure of that one race and you know the contingency and that and this and that like that's a big deal like you know you're starting to get people from california like i've had people like from california you know i was was there this weekend like going like man i really want to try to get over to your thing this and that like i'm like dude like what like it's like 2200 miles like you know you're going to drive all across country to come to my race like like yeah because it's you know you're doing some cool stuff and i want to support it and i'm like and it is it is something neat it's like so like, I, I'm, I'm super excited about it. You know, I think it's, I think it's an opportunity for me to put on a race inside this building that, you know, we grew up racing in. Um, it's an hour from my parents' house and all my, you know, past, past people that, uh, I grew up racing with. And and then that's like the flip side and not to go on too long, you know, but what support I've got in doing this has been actually like, it's been remarkable. Like, um, you know, we all know Daryl bear, you know, he's the president of district six now, but, He's also Sean and, and um, uh, Evan's dad. You know, they used to be pros, and you know, he's like, dude, I want to help. Like, I'm right there. So he calls me. He calls me every week and has something new to, to, and he's helping me, like, with so much stuff and candy and scores and Pagoda Motocross Club is giving me transponders and, uh, you know, so many people have reached out to just be like, dude, I'll, I'll flag, I'll do this, I'll do that, and it's like, wow, like, you know. I moved away from this community, you know, this community basically seven years ago. And then like, you know, I'm like, you know, you always think like, man, maybe people don't like me anymore because I moved away. And it's like, right away. It's like, everybody reached back. Like I can't thank you enough for doing this and thinking about, you know, your, where you came from and this and that I'm like, it's oh, cool. And then it, that that's like, you know, that's one thing that feels, you know, maybe like, helps my ego and makes it like my, my, makes me feel good about myself. But it's also like, you know, we had we have such an amazing community in, in district six and district seven and new york and people that come over and and uh, you know it's like a big big thank you to like daryl bear and the guys like that that just continue to put this on for you know years and years and years and you know i think about what work i go through and you you go through to put on one race and daryl and those guys they put on tons 25 different races a year yeah. and it's insane and it's like those are the people that kept us going and it's amazing and I absolutely love it. So um that's you know, hindsight, that's why I'm doing it. You know, there's a lot of cool other little perks just like your deal, but um, you know, Rolling Field stepped up pretty cool for my, my race, you know, and the again, winner of the two days, the combined points, actually has a chance of um uh getting a role field contract. You know, basically they'll be able to take home uh an INT six fifty they'll get some support on like actually building into a hooligan bike, like an SNS big board kit and stuff like that. And then we'll help with marketing and like, I'll do training with them and you know, they'll try to do some more hooligan races next year um, and stuff like that. So like, that's a pretty cool deal for like the hooligan guys. And then we're working on some cool stuff for the amateurs. And like I said, Dunlop's involved and you know, I saw they, they're supporting you too. And I think that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I, every time I see you post something, I'm like, you know, before I'd be like, damn it Corey you know copying me or doing this and it's like no like now it's like a whole different feeling it's like dude cool like things are coming together everybody's working with each other and it's a bigger a bigger more opportunities for us to see our riders and these kids and the you know the adults and the new people that took the slide schools and stuff like that just getting into the sport and 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 they're actually being something there for them and um so thanks for uh you know having me on and talking about that but that's but yeah, that's, that's the flat track futures, and that's the life of Johnny Lewis right now.
1: Well, you might be the most interesting person in the flat track community, man. I know. I think your our website is. I think it's the new one. Is isn't it flat track dot online for people to go on and, and register? Is that the current one, right? The, your website.
0: it, it is. Yeah. Because, okay. Cool. Because I'm like the worst at, at like passwords and stuff, and um, like I definitely need um, a manager or like an assistant because i messed up all that stuff so like i legit could not get in back into my flat track futures dot online or dot com so yeah dot online now okay. um and that's where you can sign up you know we're, we have it. i'm trying to make it as simple as possible you know it's like i learned from Roland. i've learned from you i've learned from you know everybody's pages and stuff to try to make it as simple as possible um you know we're already at over 200 entries for for this race and we're a month out um you know, and that's pretty cool, and, um, and I'm really excited, cool. like, the whole class is, like, I capped the classes at 24, um, you know, I don't think, you know, like, I never expected some of the classes to fill up, but, like, the whole in class is, like, almost at 24, and, like, that's why I capped it, because I didn't want a bunch of these guys showing up, and, and, and it turned into a hooligan race, and having to do a bunch of heat races and stuff, it was, like, hey, you know, you're part of it, giving you opportunity, you're signed up, you made it, you made the cut, cool, like, it's, it's, um, you know trying to do those opportunities and um you know i, I joke about this and this is why i like reached out to you I was like dude we should we should just chat about some stuff Is because i, I want to you know try to you know work more together with somebody that's like-minded like this and and grow our sport and grow an opportunity for the, you know you do stuff with the amateurs like you know like it's it's amazing like i work with so many of them and you know so many riders and i just want to build a future because if i there's no future for him. Like, I'm not going to do schools anymore. You know, I'm not going to give false advertisement and be like, Hey, be a professional racer and, you know, get fast. And then there's nothing for them. It's like, no, like we have to create that. And that's where, you know, we're, we're working hard to do that. And that's, you know, people are, are taking uh, notice to that. And, you know, that's why companies are stepping up and it's pretty neat to see like two guys that grew up, you know, 45 minutes from each other and hung out all the time and, and doing and creating these opportunities for, for these kids, um, and still, still racing and trying to, you know, have families and, you know, it's not easy, you know, it's not an easy task. And, but then I look at guys like Daryl Barrow. I'm like, yeah, this guy did it for, I don't even know how long, like my whole career, he's still doing it. I'm like, he, at the moment, you never looked at him as like, you know, the hero. And like, I actually think of like that guy recently, I'm like, dude, he's like the hero for flat track racing in district six. Like, legit. And I'm like, hats off to him. And I, you know, it's like it's an honor to to have somebody now like, you know, you just thought was just this guy, his kids, you raised against his kids, and you know, parents fought every once in a while because we were battling. And it's like now you look at it and go, Man, the guy did a lot. You know, and so did our parents. You know, we, we we all we did so much and it's like now is our time and it's it's you know it's it's a neat it's a neat time and I'm excited and I'm excited to you know, obviously be at the throwdown and maybe we can actually have, you know, it could be like the, the Corey Textured Johnny Lewis throwdown um, live, live chat and we could throw some stories down. And then maybe if you want to fight and you throw a trash can at I me mean, like you did that one time. And we can get into that too. So
1: you're making me sound like I'm a just like this hellion <laughs> kid. Like I just I just spawn off and go crazy. You work. That's why that's
0: why Cruz is so cool. Because like I don't see Cruz doing that. You know, like he's a good kid. That's why everybody
1: likes him. <laughs> uh, so. Eat shit, Johnny. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, dude. A lot of a lot of cool stuff you're doing. That's why I wanted to get you on. I listened to that podcast. Uh, I hit you up about. I think it was like Dale Spangler's or whatever. From, um. That was, uh, yeah. it, was, it was really good, man. After I heard it, I, I shoot you a text. I'm like, Hey man, that was, uh, that was really dope. Like you, you crushed it. And there was a lot of good things that you're doing. So, um, yeah, we'll start drinking. We'll start hanging out, I'll have some beers together and, uh, and catch up, man, for sure. It's, it's, uh, it's been way too long. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show. I got one more segment we do. It's kind of a funner, higher, low line, Um, Pick one or the other and like a brief, a brief one or two sentence reason why you chose that answer. Um, And I just, I came up with a few of these right before I got you on. So hopefully they're decent. Um, All right. So first one, who is faster at Supermoto in their prime, Jeff Ward or Doug Henry?
0: I would say, 40 was super consistent and, like, could surprise you. Doug was just the grinder. And, like, I mean, that guy, he didn't even look like he was trying. And he would go so fast. And, like, it was amazing. So the cool it's thing is order. I got to ride with Doug. Yeah. Um, I got to ride with Doug a lot. And, unfortunately, I was the one that actually seen him when he got hurt. I was the first one to him. So it was, he's a – you know, that guy is incredible still to this day. So
1: I, I really think Doug was – he was, you know, he was a shit yeah Um, would you rather race the Triumph Twin or the Ducati Twin for a full season in AFT like what had more potential yeah Yeah, hands down the
0: Ducati I had I had some really good races on that and we just it was one of those deals if we had a little bit more actual funding from the program like towards the program because I mean David Lloyd did it all himself like he barely got any support if he actually had support, that program could have been something special, you know, but that guy worked so hard to try to put everything together. And, you know, it was, you know, I I had a lot of fourth place finishes X games miles um, that, that thing was awesome. You know, I I think there could have been a lot more potential there. So um, yeah, hands down to Ducati.
1: I got two more for you. Frankie might have one or two. while he's sitting over there? Um, let him think about something. But bigger, oh, I got one. <laughs> bigger District hmm. Six. Big, bigger District Six legend, Kevin Varnes, Georgie Price. I know they were rivals. Um, they were rivals growing up. Yeah, so
0: this, I would say in District Six, you know, like Georgie Price was the guy. Like in the district, you go to a short track. I mean he was my idol like he he taught me where to put my front tire and make sure it's past your damn the other rider okay. um, yeah you know make sure it's past it and you're gonna put him down kevin obviously he, he he was funny and this is like i always think about this that dude would just go win a national and then show up at a at a local race and ride around the fifth place like and just not care and it it's not that he wouldn't care was just like he he would just he would I remember that like he went kind of like Ryan, <laughs>
1: kind of like Ryan. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> and the, yeah, exactly. Like I would look at that going like, w- "What's going on here?" Like, but then you get other guys that are so fast locally, and then can't even like,
3: Qualify. You know, yeah,
0: pull out in the pit area, you know, pull out of the pits, and it's like, dude, like you have so much talent, you know, like so much talent, and like you can't get past it. So, uh, for sure, like. You know, I, I think Georgie's a uh, district six, uh, District Seven legend, you know for tracks was his thing.
1: I can't argue that. Yeah, I know uh we're we're big Ricky Winsett fans in District Six too. We talked about the uh yeah. the old the old sweatshirt win, but uh there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of good hot rods from District Six that people People don't really know about I remember when Don Mullen was doing good, everybody's like, who the fuck's Don Mullen? I'm like, dude, he's like the guy back home. <laughs> like Roy Miller, yeah. Kenny Yoder, Ron Wood. Like you mentioned quite a few of them. And um, there were some some top guys in our district, man. It's, it's yeah, we, we were lucky. I mean, definitely lucky. That's the cool thing. Yeah. Uh, this is just kind of a goofy one I came up with. Um, I, I don't even know if this is even a feasible question, but <laughs> would you – would you rather ride with a tinted shield at night or a no steel shoe on a TT? Yeah, no steel
0: shoe on a TT for sure.
1: Oh, really? I'd, mean, right. what? I'd rather go what? A tinted shield. Yeah, dude. dude,
0: I don't even. I I, I would totally not run, like. I Don't need a steel shoe. Like, I, I a could ride a shield. At, I run tinted but shield tinted, at night on purpose. <laughs> dude, I don't wear. I don't even wear a tinted shield during the day. I don't know if you ever noticed oh. that, but I hardly everywhere tinted shield i like i don't like tinted shields I either i feel claustrophobic <laughs> i don't wear sunglasses like
1: that's like you old dude. Me. i've like, never you seen, seen, seen you in a dress? pair of shorts like do you own shorts it could be 95 degrees and you're rocking the jeans
0: black jeans baby um yeah i mean i got i got one pair of gym shorts with me in this trip to california and okay. i haven't been to the gym so they have not been out of my bag Frankie,
2: you got a high level? Uh, yeah, you ready for this? This is gonna be the heater. Yeah. Would you rather take a 450 dirt bike, ghost ridden by Corey Texter, to the face, or <laughs> a right hook from Kenny Coolbeth?
0: I've been there. I've been both. What do you mean? <laughs> Would I rather <laughs> <laughs> I've had both. If you had to go again, <laughs> which one's it going to be? I mean, can, can Kenny, like, he didn't really hit me that hard. so, um, But I still, dude, I have, I think I have nightmares of, like, Corey ghost riding his bikes. I mean, it wasn't just one time. <laughs> you made me seem farm. like I'm a psycho. <laughs> no, but it, it was like, dude, you pissed. Like I did it on purpose. Like I would like, hey, let's see. I would be like, hey, Shane, watch this. I'm going to piss your brother off. And i go piss you off, and then here comes a Sierra 50 flying across the field, or I, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Kissinger's KLX 40 or 125. Don't whatever. do that. Don't when do we... that.
1: That was you. <laughs> Don't do
0: <it. laughs> Uh You know, it's uh, it, that happened multiple times. But, like, I, I still have nightmares about it. You know, it's one of those those things I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah, Corey's not around. He'd, he, he lives in Pennsylvania. I'm good. I'm good. I'm in Florida.
1: Oh, that's fucked. So. That's fucked. Yeah. If anybody's listening, you gotta go on and one of our most epic videos is YouTube. It's the mecca of bump cross. I don't know if it's still on your YouTube, it, it, but it, it has to be. it's on um, there.
0: I mean, I but I the problem is I have like 15 different YouTube pages. Um, you just, you just know, type that in, I right might here, come bro. across. Yeah, like, yeah, the bump cross one, and then you know the Doobie deal. Um, was oh, a doobie, the doobie deal.
1: deal. The Doobie deal was good.
0: Uh, Matt, Matt Watson's, you know, van, um, purchase that we made. We we did that, and then you know we had that. I had that thing with Sam Wiggins, um, that TV show that we did. So that was. was I mean, a lot of Johnny Lewis content. um, yeah. Yeah. I showed, um, I showed a couple people that lately and they're like, dude, I'm like, no, like people hated me because of that. And that's like the image I don't want nowadays. A lot of people got mad at me about that um, kind of stuff. And hey, <laughs> we're young and we learn. And we also, you know, you, you got to find your boundaries. You got to push people's limits to see where, you know, you got to make them stronger. And that's what I do to you, Corey, you know, just push. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i i owe it all to you man i appreciate it (laughs) exactly
0: dude i tell people all the time man there was
1: there was like i've seen you do more things on a motorcycle that i couldn't describe it's like i would just ride so hard and try and keep up with you and i'd end up i'd cartwheel my bike i'd go into the cornfield i would just like just like the the grind of trying, like having that's probably what pissed me off more than anything. To be honest, it's like this fucking guy's fast. I can't, I can't do anything, and then I'd end up just you know throwing a helmet at you or something. That's all I had. It's all why I had. So think,
0: why do you think I pissed off now that you beat me? I mean,
1: <laughs> do you get just... pissed off? Do you get pissed off? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you're always you're always cool about it afterward. Like like whenever we're on the podium, no. and shit, it's always cool.
0: Yeah, no, I've i you know, to me it's you know and this is where it gets serious you know, serious with some stuff. It's like you've learned so much through racing the appreciation of certain things and you start to appreciate other people for their their talents and like where they're where they thrive and where they are good on that day where you know, there's times where writers just are so uh you know, short minded with things and they just don't understand like dude, I mean I guess you can be upset and you're not happy that you didn't do good, but you know, appreciate that guy that beat you and how he beat you, and like try to break it down. That that's what's gonna make you faster instead of being pissed off. So
3: I agree. Yeah, I mean,
0: I've obviously had times I've been mad, but now I'm like, Corey beat me that. Day. You know, like how did how did he do that? You know, like you start to and, I, and I, it's it's obviously recently because you know I, you know I'm not saying I'm on an underpowered motorcycle, but I, I've had to I've had to learn not to ride over my head these last couple of years. Um, you know,' cause honestly, like, if I was me four years ago on this motorcycle, I would have been completely over my head and you know you, you I wouldn't probably be talking right, you know I'd be <laughs> I'd be not here. They wouldn't hire me again, and you have to learn how to like you know trust you know the process and and learn from it and you know go through this and and and, and find your limits and then you know back down a little bit or you know inch towards it it's like there's so many variables and so many ways of approaching it and that's the, that's the cool thing that i'm like really i'm learning about life right now you know it's like this motorcycle stuff has taught me so much about life in the last year and that's like you know what i think we all are and you, know, you start to you start to dissect all this stuff and it's just going to make you better human and it's going to make you you know and ultimately we want to be better you know better motorcycle riders and then it makes us better at everything else and uh, when you can put those things in perspective and, and really learn from them. So, you know, it's, you know, all this stuff that we're doing and, you know, is, 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 is great, you know, for the sport, but it's, it's helping us, you know, in so many other ways that, um, you know, I, I feel, I still feel, feel like I'm learning every day. I'm like, you know, when somebody tells you they're appreciative of something, it's like, there's so many times I didn't really think of it, you know, um, or even a, a take, a compliment or anything like that. And now, now you you take and you, you kind of hold on to it and you kind of put yourself in perspective and you learn from it and it's like man that's really cool so um i know i rambled on and you know i talked probably way too much about stuff but
1: no nah, it was good man you know, it was that, good that is we appreciate it i'm really good
0: i'm passionate about this stuff and i, I want to see you know you know everybody do good and i love what you guys do i'm honest and say i don't listen to too many podcasts um I just don't – if I'm driving, I'm, like, singing in a car because that's the only time I get, like, three times to myself. But, um, you know, I love to see these little clips of what you guys have going on with people and, and continue to do it because I know it's not easy to continue to do stuff. You know, it's, like, just racing stuff. It's not easy, but you keep grinding, and it's going to it's gonna pay off, and it's paying off, and, and it's that one person that listen to this. that's It's going to make a difference. So I uh, appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, you know, kind of talking old stories and talking – Future stuff. And I don't know. I'm just looking forward to, uh, you know, have my race and then be down at the throwdown. Um, it's kind of funny. You promote a race in my state now, and I promote a race in your state now. um that's that's, funny, that's, I just thought of that right now. That's so weird. But uh, you're
1: still Pennsylvania, Coatesville. Don't play, dude. We know it. District six. I mean, seven, seven
0: years, man. You know, like it's, I'm a Florida boy. I get cold when it's. 55 out so i'm a baby now
1: but well i'm actually i'm actually looking at houses down that way bro so i might be a lot closer than you think but i'll be down there in a couple weeks so i'll hit you up maybe we'll i don't know if you're gonna be down that area but uh i'll hit you up see if you're around and we'll uh we'll get together for sure and and catch up but no dude thanks for coming on the pod and talking about all the shit you got going on and we'll catch up with you soon dude i know the fans are gonna appreciate it so um yeah thanks again
0: Later, and uh, uh, it's always a pleasure, Frankie. Always a pleasure. Oh,
2: always, man. This is really cool. I had a good time. Stoked you came on the show, man. This is rad. I can't wait for uh, this one to be live.
0: Cool. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later.
1: All right, Johnny. Peace. Later, Johnny. JL10. Well, yeah, that was insightful, bro. That was that good.
2: Was deep, <laughs> that was deep, dude.
1: It was deep.
2: If I'm being really honest, like... There was a lot of information there, but I do appreciate it because we ask a lot of people stuff, and they give you, like, you know, just like I said, the above-ground version. And JL10 got deep, dude. That was rad. Like, he gave us a lot of information, like, stuff we didn't even – we almost didn't have to ask him questions. He just told us the story before we, like, even got there. So, God, good on him. That was was awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. That was – really. I don't even know what to say. There's a lot of like, uh, like, and to be honest, yeah, we, we haven't talked in a long time, like too often. Like we used to, I told you before we got a mom, but we used to hang out quite a bit. And, you know, every weekend we'd ride and, you know, go on trips together. And when my, like on a deeper side, when my dad passed away, him and him and Alicia were at, uh at my house that whole next week, like hanging out and, and just kind of hung and, Yeah. And then like, yeah, little things happen. Like he said, the, uh, the couple of the running into each other and coach riding the bike and, uh, I'm an edgy guy. And at that, at that time I was real edgy and, you know, uh, I forgot all about that, honestly, prior to this show, but yeah, I, I I did. I, he ran into me and I, I came in the pits. I, I ran into him and I think I even took a couple swings. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was, I mean, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Right. I remember Babe DeMay, like, do you know Babe DeMay? No, I don't. So Babe was like he he'd recently just passed away, but um, he was like, golly, at, at at the time of like what Johnny's talking about, he was still probably in his mid eighties, like or low eighties. He's he was really old. I rode for him, and and Babe had like a stutter, so he would stutter a little bit. I mean, I stutter too, but he would stutter. I remember when uh when that whole deal happened, it was like in front of our pit. Johnny was actually pitted next to me, and I was pitted, you know next to him obviously i don't know what the fuck i'm saying but uh he's been next to me and we like babe saw it all like go down like the bike was on the ground i'm like swinging at johnny and and babe looks over he's like hey d- don't you worry a- about all that i'll i'll handle it you just go fast on the motorcycle <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like all right yeah, yeah. so uh yeah so a lot of like i said we've we've gone through quite a bit and um we haven't that was you the, most, go back, the most we've talked in a long time probably a decade um so a little rekindle there dude or rekindle yeah no that was good I, I i love it i appreciate everything everything he said positive about me that was really cool man i wasn't was not expecting it and Likewise, mutual respect for sure, everything he's doing. And obviously, he's a phenomenal rider. He's one of the most talented guys we have in the paddock. Um, as far as pure talent goes, that guy gets it on. So, it's um, yeah, it was good, man. Good show. I uh, Robbie Bobby, I don't know if you heard it, but at some point in the show, he tried to call in. Did you hear the, the background noise?
2: Oh, no, I didn't. I missed that.
1: He tried to call in. He, I te- he went for it, huh? I texted him. I'm like, bro, it's way too loud. I'm like, and he said, yeah, I heard. I'm like, you're at a fair, you hillbilly bastard. And he said, LOL. Uh, I just, I asked him if he was done, but golly, I don't know. And I texted Chambers and he's the biggest flake. I know like he flakes out harder than anybody oh. and he hasn't got back to me. So I guess this
2: That's might all, be the,
1: man. this might be a show, Frank. I don't know. I <laughs> To yeah, talk we, about. we
2: got a lot of info out of, out of Johnny Lewis. So man, it was uh we well, there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot to
1: we could to, keep uh, shit talking uh, Robbie you know. since he's not on the show. We could um I was you know, I was expecting it, him to come on and hammer us, but how about his visor at uh at Charlotte?
2: That guy's got problems, dude. His visor was down, his goggle strap was underneath,
1: you know, it was basically on
2: his neck. What are you doing, Robbie Bobby? Did you and wear of all
3: people? A photo like, helmet? At
1: Charlotte, or did you wear a full face?
2: I wear AFT makes us wear full faces, so that's what I thought. Why does he have? I dude, I have no idea. They make you wear a full face. Like, trust me, I would love to wear the Moto Ten. Yeah, I was.
1: uh, I, I saw that photo. Not only is his visor like way too low, but um, but he's he's wearing a Moto helmet at an AFT race. Um, yeah. I would have protested mine, him. in leathers. If I was the guy that finished 15th, it, 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 I would have protested it, it, him and got 14th place. Listen,
2: <laughs> listen when, you get, when you get last place,
3: Nobody how do protests. you protest somebody? Yeah,
2: how sure. do you get protested? How do you get protested? What are you going to protest him out of the main event? I don't want his name in the results for last. That's what I'm protesting him for.
1: How did he make the main? No, that guy
2: could talk all the crap he wants.
1: How did he make it? Was I, there not I, a lot of know, guys somebody, or what? He
2: probably protested somebody. Uh no, there was there was a good amount. There was probably like eight dudes that didn't make the main.
1: Really? Okay. So he
2: he was on the cusp. Yeah, I don't know what he finished. But, well, I mean, I I can't talk too much crap because, uh, you know, I was me and Joe Cop were battling for tenth.
1: You beat Joe so, Cop though. You beat a national champ.
2: I did. I did.
1: The thing with but flat track is, dude, there- is is like you. Dude, it's crazy, actually. Like, I was thinking about some sort of rebuttal for Robbie Bobby because I knew he was going to hammer me about bitching out on the 450 this weekend. And I was thinking, like, what can I rebuttal? Like, wh- where can I find some excuses? <laughs> so, I, I thinking, mean, you can make fun of that KTM framer because been, I feel like he's one. been building that thing for – he's been
2: building that for, like, 15 years, and, like, it, it's still not that good. Like,
1: yeah, what are what no, you been it, doing to it? I was going to ride that bike at Savannah in 2018 (laughs) and he, he just got it done. Um, (laughs) but what I was thinking is like four fifties are tough in the aspect of there's no twins guys. Like back in the day, everybody rode like Savannah, Volusia, Frederick, we all rode four fifties and twins. Like we rode two classes, Jared, me, Sammy Halbert, myself, Brandon Robinson. Um, everybody rode two classes. And now it's like, no twins riders really ride singles anymore, ever. Like, you don't see Jared no. Meese on a 450. You don't see Sammy Halbert. I don't know the last time Breyers even raced a 450. It's probably been five years. Um, Brandon Robinson. it's probably
2: a contractual
1: situation, I'm i don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Meese rode a 450, like – Okay, so, so to be fair, Jared wrote a 450 at the winter throwdown two years ago. He wrote it last year, and he did good. Um, but two years ago, he wrote a 450, and Jared didn't – he tried to make the main, and he didn't even make the main. So Meese wow. was like – he didn't even make the main at the winter throwdown. He straight up got beat in a semi. Um, so what I – like it's hard to jump on. And it's like, not really an excuse. It's just like factual. Like you, you ride a twin all the time. You jump on a four fifty. It's fucking hard to go out there and race kids that run the four fifties all the time. It's a different animal. Um, so it's, you know, it's, you don't really see that. And I, I, a a lot of props to the guys that even take that risk to go out there and ride two classes or ride different bikes. That's kind of cool because it's, it's way out of people's comfort zone to even try to do that. If you think about it, man, it's like, no but it. One, just, no it one shows it. a
2: level of talent, it shows a level of talent too. It's like, you know, if you can ride both bikes and be good on both of them, like that's, that's talent right there. I mean, you're not, you, you can just switch back and forth. Like it's tough switching back and forth with two completely different motorcycles like that. I mean, I have a tough time enough switching back and forth from my, you know, when I earlier this year, when I wrote the bagger, uh, the Challenger and the FTR at Laguna going back and forth to those. It was like, just, it was, they were so foreign after getting off the other bike. So, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of respect for guys that can hop on machines, you know, back to back and be badass on both of them. Yeah. But no, I think it'd be cool to see more twins riders. Like, I'd love to see the, like, the Super Twins class, all those guys get on 450s and race together.
1: I've had this conversation with a couple people, Chad coast and some other guys. I don't think, I don't think they would do as good as people think, man. I really don't. It's not a knock on their talent. Uh, I still think the twins guys are more talented, but if you don't ride that equipment, like if they would just, if Briar or Jared would jump on a, uh, a 450, I don't, I don't think they would do as good as people think. Um, obviously they'd be good because they're phenomenal. They're the best in the world, but it wouldn't come as easy to them uh, unless they did a bunch of testing and, and things like that. But, um, and I, I think it's honestly, I think it's fair to say in the production class too, if you take those guys and, and you put them on production parallel twins with, um, you know, with the, the power curve that the production twins have versus the uh, Indian, I think it would just be different. Um, it's like all the classes are, it's everyone's specialized and they train for what class they race in. And it's the same in superbike and 600 and bagger racing. I mean, Tyler O'Hara, He's a good example. Like, dude gets it on a bagger. He's a like, Great you, example. You put anybody out there. You put Josh. Josh Heron wrote it. You you put anybody out there that, um, like, even like I don't know. I don't even know if this is too fucking stupid to say. But if you put out like Rossi on a bagger, I think Tyler Harrow would beat him. Is that wrong to say? Is Maybe. that too much? Is that too much? I don't know.
2: No, I don't know. No, Tyler's just he's talented, dude. He just I mean, look at what he did earlier in Atlanta this year. He went and he won the bagger race and then he went and got like eighth in the super twins race and he's never raced a super twins or
1: even an AFT race in his life. Yeah.
2: You know? So, I mean, that just goes to the show that dude's got, he's full of talent. Well, it's just,
1: it's finding your fit and like guys like O'Hara, like riding the 1200 Harley riding the bagger. Um, you know, there's guys that are good on 600s. There's guys that are good on four fifties. Um, there's riders who are, you know, I'm more of a twins rider. I like to ride the twin. I'd rather ride a twin anywhere than a, a 450. So yeah, it's about finding what, what class works for you. And, um, there's guys that might go their whole career and they might be in their own class. So, um, They might, they might not find it. They might not ever find it. So it's, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's super interesting to see. And, uh, races like this past weekend at the that Virginia race, it's, uh, it's uh, it's, it's crazy to kind of see how, how people stack up, but I really, I was trying to think of excuses in a rebuttal. And I, I chimed off a couple of phony ones earlier, but I just didn't think I could hack it on the 450, So I just, I just wrote a twin. <laughs> so you can't, you can't get last if you don't sign, if you don't sign up in the class. So, um, but no, hey, it, that's the truth. it's uh, it was a good show, man. We had a lot of good stuff from Johnny. We didn't really have to do too much. That was kind of cool. We just kind of, i I could drink both of my beers. Like I didn't even you know what I mean like I'm good. Like I'm feeling a little feel a little, a lot, f- yeah. little froggy, to be honest. Uh did, did you you drink it or no?
2: No, I did I didn't I when we do when we do our time it's it's tough for me to get like I have to leave work straight. To, oh, you know what? I just realized now I do have beers in the fridge. I'm gonna go get one. I guy. thought I didn't have any, so I just didn't <laughs> even try, but um, yeah, that's crazy. I just realized that i mean, we i i pin it home straight home from work and and right when I get here, like set myself up and straight to straight to podcast so it's uh I don't always have time to stop uh at the store and grab a twelve pack
1: That's a crisis um let's wrap this one up man. It was long, it was good. We'll get Robbie, Bobby, and Noah. I don't know what their deal is, man. Um, we'll get them on the pod next week. We'll line up a guest, as always. Shout out to the to the to the listeners. I had a actually, I had a. I want to give a shout out to one of the fan. I had a fan, Frankie. At a, and this happens more than more than it happens frequently. I fans come up and they give me like a six pack of land shark because they know I drink it. from the podcast. I had a fan come up in Virginia. No way. And I'm totally spacing on his name. I, I remember talking to him in April and he said, Hey, something about, Hey, if you, you know, you're, you're looking good for your championship. If you win it, I'm going to get you a, a six pack of land shark. And I, at the time I was like fully just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Like, but we have a whole season left to go. And obviously, it worked out. It worked out, and he he showed up at at the same track, and he gave me a six pack, and uh, I appreciate like the fans, man. That's super cool. Like, just I barely have to buy Land Shark anymore because at all at pretty much every race this year, somebody gives me a six 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 or twelve pack of Land Shark. So, uh, shout out to uh,
2: six pack will get you through a couple of weeks, huh?
1: It'll get me. Yo, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, two beers for me, and I'm. I'm, uh, I'm good for sure, but I, I, I'm spacing on your name, homie, but dude, thank you. Like for send me a message if you're listening and I, I'll give you a shout out on the next pod or on the, I, I was going to shout you out on Instagram, but I, I drank all the beer. So I didn't have a photo to take, but a uh, shout out for, for that. And yeah, appreciate the, pa- the fans for subscribing SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, social media, all that fun stuff. We got Lima, Ohio this weekend, RPM Promotions, October 30th. Make sure you check that out. That's this weekend. Obviously, I'm a few beers in, so I think I repeated that twice. And I have the Winter Throwdown, January 6th through the 8th. Um, pretty stoked on that. That's, that's going really well. I have uh, some big news coming with that event, some live streaming that I have in the works, uh, really, really big live streaming Opportunity that I'm hoping to announce here in the near future, sponsors and uh, everything. Make sure you uh, follow Corey Texter Race Promotions on Facebook for that information. And a little shameless plug, uh, Frank. You have any shameless plugs you want to throw out while we're throwing throwing them out here?
2: Oh man,
1: just to you know, all my guys
2: i got my back. You know, the fans first of all, like of the show. Um, you know, me being kind of a, a, a regular on this. Is uh, I got people coming up to me now, like, dude, good job on the pond. Like, I I've been listening to it, and you and Corey are doing great. And I appreciate that, man. Because like sometimes I, like, you know, we sit here and we talk about what we think is cool, and you know, it's not not always what you and I think is cool or interesting. It isn't always interesting to everyone else. So I enjoy it. You know, when people when people come and you know tell me good job and and you know that we're doing good, it's it's rad. So yeah, shout out to all those people and you know now that my racing season's over um you know shout out to Roland Sands and the Indian Motorcycle and Cameron Brewer and the whole RSD team you know Summer and, and Rob and Aaron and all the guys in the shop there that took care of me this season they had to deal with a lot of my crap riding two different series and two different motorcycles and you know those guys just you know whatever I need it's just always they're always there and i've had probably one of the best years of my life you know racing baggers and racing the hooligan series and traveling around and it's just been awesome so yeah shout out to all those people all the guys that got my back and and uh you know shout out to you for you know keeping keeping me on the on the show and dealing with my ass and my you know my my scheduling of you know five o'clock we can start the podcast on tuesdays and so, no, Pacific cool, time. I'm having a great time, five Pacific. <laughs> yeah, five Pacific.
1: It's worth it, bro. I, uh, it's uh, I love having you on man. It's it's been cool to kind of kick up our friendship a little bit and have you on the show, and we have a lot of fun with it, man. If we weren't having fun, we wouldn't do it. So, um, but with that being said, I wanna wanna just shout out a, a few of the sponsors that that make it happen: Bell Power Sports, Yamaha Motorsports, Yamaha Racing, Indian Motorcycle, Roof Systems in Dallas, Texas. Brandywine Harley Davidson and Hannum's Harley Davidson. Just those guys keep us going. So if you guys are a fan, you like the show, go on and just give them a follow on social media. Send them a message and uh, just just shout them out for for keeping this show going for Frank. You know, it it means a lot. But um man, that's that's a wrap, right? We we good on this show? That's good. We we covered a lot, man. We covered a lot. Well, put a bow on it. Freddie tie tie. And we'll up. we'll uh we'll come at you next week with another one. We out. See you guys on the next show. Later.